hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season five <laughs> finale of the Riverdale Register. Wow. My wow, yeah. Wow. My name is Caitlin. Uh, your name is Caitlin. Your name is John. My name is John. Your name is John. Amazing that the season had a season four finale and a season five finale in it. I honestly, I cannot remember the last time we had a finale. It feels like both yesterday and so long ago. Doesn't feel much like a finale in this case because the season will be back in a month. Right, exactly. So we have a little bit of a break. COVID is strange. Yeah. I think that once this timeline gets readjusted, it'll probably be normal again. Why do we keep saying that? Because every year we're like, oh, and then next season will be. Well, not the content. It'll solve all these problems. No, not the content of the show, just the literal schedule of the show. Oh, Like, I think it's going to be like, it's going to fall back. I have a theory that once they were in meetings about this whole, like, five-part event that they're starting next season with, they were like, oh, so then let's push back the rest of this season so that it kind of flows into that. Yeah, the only thing I don't, I am not sure about is whether the event series was a product of COVID and just the product of the schedule, which is my thinking. I don't know exactly how, but I could see it being like, because this is a truncated season. It's only 19 episodes, I believe, instead of the usual 24. But if you add that everything, Everything was shorter. Right. A few episodes. Even NCIS lost episodes last season and this season. So my thinking is that they were renewed for a season six, provided they shaved off some episodes of season five. I I just think COVID cost so much that every show had less episodes. That makes sense. Anyway, guys, (laughs) this episode (laughs) is an episode of Riverdale. That we what do we do now? You are the next thing. So you have always been the next thing. So the next thing that we obviously talk about, as we've been doing for years, literally five years now, <laughs> is uh, the title of the episode, which is "R.I.P." in parentheses question mark. Well, uh, what I saw, yes, uh, on broadcast, it was named "R.I.P." question mark, but on the streaming, it's called. Chapter, uh, which chapter number are we on? I, 95. Yeah, chapter 95, colon, Riverdale, colon, R-I-P, question mark in parentheses. Oh, Riverdale, R-I-P, rest in peace? Okay, so I think that it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, they've, they've, it's, is it a metaphor for them giving up on the title thing that they've been I doing? I think they're like, maybe, maybe somebody... Maybe the script coordinator misread it and thought it was like the title, but it was actually just like a placeholder. And they just like, they went wouldn't with you, it. Wouldn't it be crazy if we released it with this title? And the coordinator's like, wait, what? He sees it. <laughs> hey, it works. Uh, they should have caught that in the spotting session, I think. Probably. So I'm going to assume that this is rest in peace, question mark, Archie and Betty. I thought, I, I think because of... Riverdale colon R.I.P. question mark is like Riverdale is maybe dying was what they were going for. But did they save it? Yes. Could they they have done that the The, whole time? The title is all of the stakes in the episode. Okay. It's a really low stakes episode. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about a lot of things. Great. But we're going to get to those questions Uh naturally throughout the podcast. Do we we have a question from the audience? We do. We actually had a couple that came in today. Some good ones? We did. Um, My particular favorite question, and we have gotten a lot, 
is do we think this was Casey Cott's last episode? By the way, this question is from Ella. I realize I haven't been crediting anyone. Yeah, why? Um, I don't know why. Do why do you hate our fans? I, I hate them. I've, as everyone knows, <laughs> I, I hate them. How dare they talk? Don't, you don't want any any love and respect. No love and respect and nice um, compliments ever. But Has we, there been any, any talk about him not coming back? No, but... Uh, so the whole question is, do we think it, this was Casey Cott's last episode? I think it's right for him to leave the show, but I think it's a little sad if it's not acknowledged by the core four. So the only reason I think that, you know, obviously Ella is saying this, and this was my question too when I was watching it, was... He says, I'm going to go to Broadway and make something of myself or whatever. Yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that will not work out. Uh, so, <laughs> which is Oh, a 28-year-old moving to New York trying to get on Broadway for the first time. And if that's your experience, listener, it's never too late. For <laughs> Kevin, it's too late. Kevin, I, I'm sorry. He's got too much blood on his hands. Though, to be fair, his sister is like an international superstar. Kevin's an only child. No, but like Josie. Can you imagine if they revealed that, though? next season yes. is that his mom shows up with a sister who's an international superstar yeah, it's super weird who's to not take, Josie take that nepotism and just ride it out but I just feel like Josie could theoretically help her brother if Kevin were leaving the show I would have put him on the bus with Josie yeah I agree thinking. I agree with if, that if, yeah. and if especially as like a conversation with like Clearly the town is bad for me. Got to get away from these woods. Put me <laughs> on that bus. Sweet Pea, I'm taking your seat. Kicks him away. <laughs> yeah, Sweet Pea also like, is trying to get on the bus, but it doesn't work out. Kevin just hides in the, hides in the, uh, the bags underneath and gets out of town. Yeah, so maybe? I think he's back next <laughs> season. I don't think Kevin's going anywhere. Because New York, as we know... It's just a five-minute drive right, away. Right, that's the thing. That's the thing that is a He's little not far away. confusing. He could technically, as the world yeah. is set up... Every every you... season, as Riverdale gets closer to New York, it will eventually just be a neighborhood in New York. This is, once again, like the thing in We Are Your Friends, when they're looking over to the, yeah, a movie Everyone, I, Everyone's favorite movie, We Are Your Friends, it, starring Zac Efron. It is legitimately my favorite movie. I love it so much. I think it's great. I actually... Yeah, I, you love DJs. The... The serotonin that that movie like pumps into my body every single time I watch it. But my favorite part is of it, it is it streaming somewhere. I it was on Netflix. Uh huh. And I I might be watching it again soon, so I'll let you know. But it the idea of them looking over at Los Angeles, which is like five miles away. Right, right. They're in, <laughs> they're like in the even. valley. It's it's just it's one highway drive. Into Los Short. Angeles, and they're like, "Will we ever get there? Will we ever get there?" I'm like, "Your house is probably just as expensive as like a place in <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. The rent, the rent is insane in the valley, also. Right? Like, I'm not really sure why we're doing this, but anyway, it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm from Long Island. You're from New Jersey. Getting into the city was easy if we had to like work there and like, you know, to New York City. Yeah, well, yes. it's not hard. Yeah, 100. percent My dad uh, did it for like a million years. <laughs> I, I, live, I lived at an equidistant point between New York City and Philadelphia. They were both about an hour's drive away where we could take the train into either one. It was yeah. Great. Yeah. See? And you yeah. still never and, became and, a And star. Zac Efron could take the metro into Los Angeles anytime he wants. Anytime. For anytime. like two bucks. Uh, really, really cheap. That Universal City stop is perfect. Just right. It's there. right there. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Anyway, this is a very niche conversation if you don't live here or... So this episode, the season finale, was written by Roberto. Roberto! I love Roberto. There were some moments in this episode where I was like, huh, this feels less Roberto than usual. Interesting. And it was, because he had a co-writer on this one. Who was the co-writer? Greg Murray? 
Greg who Murray. has the uh, sparsest IMDb I've ever seen. Okay. Let me, let me let me show you his IMDb. There's a lot of Riverdale. So the last episode Greg Murray wrote was Climax, which was the season premiere of this season, but also the third to last of what was planned to be season four. Oh, right, 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 right. I and then he hasn't written a single episode since then. Well, that was this season though, right? That Technically, yes. Yeah. But he, he wrote it for last for season. For last season. Well, isn't it usually like everybody gets like one to two episodes? Yeah. Yeah, usually something like that. Because I, I would say that they probably have at least 10 writers. Riverdale does ha- has some people who seem to team up a lot. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. Roberto doesn't team up a lot. So this might have been more of like a scheduling thing than anything. Where he just didn't have yeah. time to write the whole episode. It was probably like he, he took a pass at Greg's or, or like he had an outline that Greg ran with or something like that. Yeah, I'm curious how... I, I would feel bad because just for those who don't know, if you write an episode on a show, you get more money. Like if you are one of the people who are like, this episode was written by so-and-so, you might have contributed a lot in the room, but you do get paid per episode, I believe, unless you're a staff writer, in which case you just make a weekly salary. Yeah. I think that's how it is, um, which I think is weird. There's there's more stuff, too, where, like, if you create a character and that character comes back, uh, you get paid every time that character returns. Interesting. So, like, Britta pops up in a random episode, and now she lives in Shuttle's house. Whoever created her is getting money now that she's, like, become more of a thing. That's so interesting because... Like, it's, it feels like a little, I don't want to say it's unfair because I'm like, yeah, everybody should get more money. Like, that sounds great. But, like, it feels like weird because it could be, like, not your idea to create the character. It could be, like, right. a kind of a, a plot that the show had wanted to do. Like, we're bringing in Uncle Frank. Yeah. And it's like, Uncle Frank is mine. <laughs> like, sure. Oh, well, I, like, you'll see, like, you know, that's why showrunners will write a season premiere and they introduce like 15 new characters right. my, to the my, players for that season. Well, I think the showrunners get paid. They get a different yeah. kind of another, money. Another <laughs> fun fact is if you direct a television pilot, you get paid for every episode of that show that ever gets made. Wait, really? So like they'll get a lot of high profile directors to make TV pilots. Right. Oh, that must be how they do that. Yeah. Because yeah, of this. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Well, good for them. Right. Everybody get money. So, like, the creator of NCIS is doing great. Oh, I can't... I'm sure. What show did I say? Oh, that 70s show has a spinoff right now. The the new one that the they just announced? The new coming out. They did have a previous spinoff. They did an 80s show that uh, mostly loved. doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but apparently can be found on YouTube at this point. I just remember somebody had, like, a really big, like, 80s punk hairstyle. It'll... You'll be surprised who you recognize from it. If you okay. look at like Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia oh. is the lead. I don't know if I want to watch this show. I really love that 70s show. For a while, that was like well, one of my I, favorite I, shows. I don't think that 90s show starring Red and, and, and what, Donna? Uh, no. No, Red and, and Kitty. Right, Red and Kitty as like... The grandparents. Yeah, why would I want... I was trying to think of... What, is Topher coming back for episodes? No, I don't think so. And what are we doing here? I'm sure they'll be recast. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but... Yeah, Seth Meyers' brother can come back from... Right. That's who we all really wanted. Everyone's favorite character from that 70s show. I hated that guy so much. (laughs) Like, he's fine, like, as a person, I guess, but, like, oh my god, I hated him. (laughs) 
because I was a big Donna and Eric shipper. Eric is a, Eric Foreman is a great sitcom character, extremely well played by Topher Grace, and I completely understand why Topher never wanted to play him again after he finished. Well, it makes me kind of sad. It's like apparently like all of them are really good friends except for Topher. Except for Topher, <laughs> yeah, that is rough. Yeah, that is rough. Yeah, the Mila Ashton stuff is is very cute. That they're I love like it together so now. <laughs> I I love them after she together. lied about her age to be on that show. I I think it's just really like funny because it feels very unexpected for that to happen and it happened right between the characters who were already together in the show yeah i like it here i'm gonna give you a coaster it has mickey mouse on it i made it myself there you go oh it does have mickey mouse on it It has little mickey mouses on it thank you you're welcome it's very cute where were we director who directed this episode caitlin I'll I, tell you. I don't know. <laughs> you inform me of this. I mean, things. I feel like if I had you guess, there's Gabriel a chance. Gabriel Carrera? Can... Yeah, I it's our guy. It. Yeah. I, I write it on the notes. <laughs> Who I hope feels good about owning season five. Oh, yeah. This was really his show for a lot of it. Speaking of getting money, I really hope that he has a house now. I hope that he bought a small <laughs> two-bedroom house in LA with all the money that he made. Yeah, or Canada. Or Canada, I guess. But, you know. Wherever, I, wherever he lives. I hope it's more affordable to live there. So, I have... um. Six plot lines yeah, in this episode. Like so many. Well, one of them is most of it, but okay. we have uh, Saving Riverdale. Is that most of it? That's most of it. We okay. have uh, who is out here asking for a casino? <laughs> Everyone's like, this is... uh, can we do that one first? Yeah, right. we okay. have uh, the Free Press. Okay. We have Cheryl is the real victim here. I agree. Uh, we have another new status quo for the serpents and miscellaneous. Okay, let's let's literally do all of the stuff that's not saving Riverdale first. Okay, you want to you want to do the casino Veronica stuff yeah, first? Yeah, I do want right. to do that first. So Reggie didn't pass the stockbroker test. He only knew that one fact. I <laughs> I I don't know anything about tests to he, be a cover stockbroker, but I could have called this. He he he. The, the the one question is: Is it called broking stocks? And no, it's a true know. false. We <laughs> oh, got it wrong. <laughs> it's a pass, pass fail. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one question. It's funny because he comes in and be like, "Yeah, forget about stockbroking. We're not doing that next season. <laughs> we decided we're not interested anymore. Do you want to build a casino with me, Veronica?" And she's like, "Yes, that was fun in high school. <laughs> Remember that one time at Labona we did a casino night and." I'm pretty sure they were forced into that by terrible circumstances. Yeah, but... I think they had to do it and that they like ended up manipulating the situation or something yeah. with gangsters. Right. I don't know. Or it was like to, to, to smoke someone out of hiding or something. Yeah. Like anyway, Veronica can't open a casino in Riverdale. Yeah. Because she's going back to New York City. So she tries to announce she, she tries to announce the return of the She-Wolf of Wall Street. To which this guy goes, who? She says, me. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, you murdered your husband. Finally, someone <laughs> acknowledged it. Right. She could not it, care less. Ironically, if, if he knows she murdered her husband, that means everyone knows she yeah. murdered her husband. And no. no one in Riverdale seems to care. Care. Her only response is, it was self-defense. It's like so cringy, <laughs> too, because it's... It, like it's like so obvious to the man on the phone like that this is not okay right and she's like okay but you still murder your husband you see how it's it's the murder part (laughs) yeah it's throwing people off (laughs) also this was like their friend like chad was like a friend of these people like it's awkward (laughs) right right. they both worked with this man it's it's very weird it's very very Uh, bad and then he he reveals that uh everyone does have a nickname for her on wall street which is the black widow of wall street which isn't even clever anymore. No, it's not. 
It's not clever because there was never a Black Widow. They're, they're like, we all just saw Black Widow in theaters. Right. And <laughs> She's like, oh, cool. You guys think I'm an international spy? No, no, no. Your husband's dead, so you're a Black Widow. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. So uh, next time Veronica sees Reggie, she decides she does want to open a casino. Uh, Reggie, Reggie suggests they use Pearls and Posh as a cover, but they're about to go to a town hall meeting, and Veronica thinks they might not even have to do that. So, uh, after a plot point from Saving Riverdale, Veronica and Reggie approach the new town council, and Veronica pitches them on a fancy, white glove, family-friendly <laughs> casino in town, and then Reggie follows up, it'll make us the new Atlantic City. And every <laughs> single cast member was like, no, no, of course not. Why would... Everyone, why would you think that's a good idea? Everyone's like, why would we want to become the next Atlantic City? <laughs> Veronica, we have potholes to fill. <laughs> Buildings are catching fire. Why? What are you... <laughs> but this is Veronica's villain origin story. Well, let's you do something see. that helps with your time and money. You see it in Veronica's eyes in this scene, though. This is it for her. I don't know, man. It's, it's actually shocking how impressively unaware she is of herself oh yeah she's just like the world's against me again i think this is when veronica burns down riverdale builds a casino on top of it i believe they would do that but (laughs) they would frame it in a way that it's a victory for her right and they would never have us question that she did that thing (laughs) she killed someone we didn't it is and like a part of me wonders if the show was willing to write this scene where everyone said no to her the writers are aware yeah, that's of a her. Idea. Yeah. So like, don't have her do that. <laughs> or like give us give us bad Veronica. That's what I've always wanted. Yeah, or just have her be evil, but have her be like just so unaware of herself. Yeah. It's just a little awkward. It's an awkward vibe. Yeah. So by the end of the episode, Veronica has a full staff of students secretly working in what looks to be some kind of stock center in the back of her casino that nobody, not a single person, actually asked her for. And then she and Reggie kiss, which every every relationship hooking up at the end of this episode is more of a foregone conclusion than an exciting... How exciting, though, is veggies back? Uh, so, you you know. gotta eat your veggies, everybody. Everybody get their veggies. Yeah. And that's the Veronica storyline. Okay, well... I think Veronica should maybe sit the fuck down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stop. Yeah, stop. Be careful with your, or, with your business plans. you know what would have been kind of rad is if she had still turned down the casino with Reggie. Kind of been like, I don't know where I want to go. And then they just ended with something a little bit less specific of her like walking into her dad's office and taking a seat at his desk. Ooh, that'd be cool. Over at the Sodale site. And she and then she crosses out Hiram Land on the posters <laughs> and runs Veronica. Veronica Land. That's it. That's the answer. Season six, Veronica Land is canon. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about like the whole Soldale thing. We'll get there, I guess, but free press. I don't think we'll ever get there, actually. We, we might never. You wanna do the free press? Yes. So Principal Weatherby asks Jughead to run the school newspaper. Jughead has one great idea that Betty never thought of. What if there was more than one person working on it? That's so crazy. Wow. What if more than one person was writing the articles? (laughs) Insane. Tabitha and Jughead consider moving in together. They did not go on a date yet. No, this is their first date. 
And the question is, where will they find a garage for both of them? <laughs> she's like, she's like, you got to move out of Archie's garage. And I'm like, no one told him to live in the garage. Right. He has a house. <laughs> he, he had any room he wanted. And he said, give me the garage. And Archie said, I parked my car in there. He said, not anymore. <laughs> Eric and, and Uncle Frank both have rooms. By the way, love Eric's contribution to this episode. Oh, like One line nervous? going, Eric's gone. Oh, Eric. Oh, no, I thought you meant Uncle Frank for a second. Yeah. Yeah, Eric's gone. Being the trash bag killer. I'm still not, <laughs> not over that. It's happening. I feel like there's evidence now. It's building up. Um, but, but Eric had his own room. Uncle Frank had his own room. Right, right. So technically, now that Eric's gone, Jughead could have that room. We Also, Jughead moved into that house before Eric did. And right. there was never a scene of Jughead going, I'll make you room and go live in the garage. Right, right. No. I- <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, you know? It's you fine. know what would have been cute, too, is if... <laughs> Eric and Frank had bunk beds. Yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they do. We, we don't know. Who do you think's the top bunk? Um, I definitely think that Uncle Frank is, <laughs> Uncle Frank is the top bunk. Yeah. yeah, Eric's got a prosthetic leg. He's not going to this. No, yeah, night. exactly. That would be very, <laughs> very giant unkind. 40-some-year-old man up there. I would be very nervous about being in a bunk bed as an adult. Because like as a kid, you're pretty light for the most part. But yeah. like as an adult, I'm like, I don't know. Oh, totally. They're also, like stepbrothers. Yeah, there's also, but there's also like these um, bunk beds that like are single beds, but you can stack. Like there's like these, like, you put in like a metal rod or whatever and mm-hmm. you can stack. I'm like, I don't trust that. Like that is not a good idea. And then there are those kids who don't even have the bottom bed. They just have a really tall yeah. top bed and like a desk underneath it. I think I could probably do that because I wouldn't crush anyone underneath. Well, it would always be empty, wouldn't it? You, you wouldn't yeah. have someone else up there. No, we're going to fuck that. No. No. Anyway, guys, sorry. What were you talking about? So Jughead encourages his new newspaper staff to challenge authority. And then that's when we reveal, I think for the first time, that there's another newspaper in town called no, we, the Lodge Ledger. We've heard of this Lodge Ledger before. It just has not really been much Hasn't of been a thing. focus. But yeah. we defeated it in this episode. Yeah. Kind of makes you wish it were a focus. The Pops Kitchen is still operational. There's There's been a fire. We'll tell you about it in a different story. <laughs> Uh, but the insurance isn't covering the damage because Tabitha has been, hasn't been paying her premiums. Instead, she's been paying her employees. Aww. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. I Ooh. love her. <clears throat> Unless she's a trash bag killer. Boy, this all feels like stuff you could have been doing with Veronica all along. It is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think Veronica would pay her employees. I don't think Veronica well, believes in that. That's the thing. She could. They just choose not to. I think we just have to acknowledge Veronica's not a good person. She's a bad... I need Veronica to acknowledge she's not a good person. And I need everyone else to call her out on it. She was such a good person in season one. Yeah. Except for when she kissed Archie after Betty immediately told her that... Immediately after Well, Betty they were said, in the closet together. Yeah. I, what were they supposed to do? I watched that scene again and I'm like, Veronica, you just like didn't have to do that. Yeah, she's not the best. Oh. Just... Have everyone call her out on it. I don't understand. Yeah, I know. We're here. We're here keeping her in check. I she feel like I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at the wind. I mean, I know it's actually a microphone, but... <laughs> right, it's a microphone, and also these are fictional characters. <laughs> here on my, yeah. my soapbox, on my, on my stage, right. <laughs> on my platform. Plus, uh, the Lodge Ledger posted an editorial slandering the diner. Who would be like, yeah, that's totally true. It's like the one place anybody likes and goes. 
It's like right. it's delicious right. food. Everyone's nice to Everyone's us. Everyone's reading the Lodge Ledger thinking, okay, but like I get 90% of my meals. Food, <laughs> right. So there's no grocery store in town. What are we going to do? How are we going to live? So Jughead has an idea. He and Tabitha go and uh, Molotov, the newspaper <laughs> office. Uh, and then they kiss. Very Betty and Jughead season three. It's very cute. Yeah. 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 Um, not great that you are torching another newspaper before starting your newspaper that's all about free press. Because what if someone that's writes a really an article about point. how you burn down the other newspaper? That's a really good point. Also, I think... What if one of those kids holds him accountable? I also feel like the... The purpose of a free press, and I don't necessarily always like this, but the purpose of a free press is that people can write whatever they want, pretty much. Yeah. As, but, and, and and if we had explored the Lodge Ledger and found that people couldn't write whatever they wanted. Right. But right. like, what if there are a lot of people in Riverdale whose opinion is, I hate pops and things <laughs> should burn down. Right. I think that the purpose of a free press is that you can have the Lodge Ledger and also a good paper. <laughs> oh, man. This is... We're, this this is, will probably be stuff they do next season, I guess, if we're going to be doing a press storyline. Right. But a disinformation storyline from this past season of Hiram using disinformation to convince people not to support Riverdale reincorporating. But then we have Hiram again. What I'm saying is, hmm. and this is, this is my feeling through this entire final episode, is like, oh, a lot of the things we're doing in this episode could have been whole-ass arcs for the back half of the season. Yeah, I agree. And if we had you know, closed up the whole murder stuff from the mm-hmm. first half of the season and just spent a half of the season maybe not investigating a crime, but actually just working on the town. Yeah. We would have had more fun. Yeah, it would have been kind of cool to see, like, a whole Lodge Ledger plot line, maybe meet some reporters. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I get that this show made its bones <laughs> on uh, having a season-long mystery. But in season one... That mystery wasn't the end-all, be-all of the show every week. Yeah. It was a thing that interwove with their daily lives. And now the mystery is the show. And I think they need to stop, to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe have people just live lives interspersed with some small mysteries. Yeah, than yeah. completely get everything taken over by this big mystery where writers forget to write that these people live in this town. I think it would also be good if they had, I mean, I don't want to say like you do a totally procedural thing, but it would be kind of cool if it was like beginning of the episode, someone presents Jughead with like a problem and they kind of like solve the problem sure. in one case. Veronica Mars episode. has a season long case and exactly. a case of the week. Exactly. And it's not that show. Like I know that's a very specific like detective show, but it could be <laughs> taking stuff from there. It takes stuff from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. It would work. It'd be cool. Anyway. So that's it for So that. Pop visits from heaven where oh. they wear floral button-ups. I was a little worried that we were going to get Pop as a ghost in this episode. Like, is he uh, is he alive? Like, why is he wearing that? <laughs> he's uh, he's proud of Tabitha. Uh, here's the part where I ask, aren't we still franchising Pops with Alexandra as an investor? No. <laughs> Alexandra was like, a fire, I'm out. <laughs> right, wait. wait. <laughs> One bad thing happened. I can't put my money in this no. program anymore. <laughs> So uh, Pop has decided he's going to return to the land of the living to help run Pop's... What? I mean, okay. I just... <laughs> I mean, I'm just... So he, he left and, and now... he's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. And he'll just 
He'll be, be back. He'll be back. And and now he's like can't can't retire because yeah. People just keep burning down my he my loves old, he loves the he, smell. He loves being of sad and the background of pumps. <laughs> being like you want me to be in an episode and going yeah, but like not to do anything. No flip burgers. Yeah, maybe. Or, or present them on a tray. Right. We, we just, actually don't see the grill. We ever. do need an old black man. I'm sorry. Yeah. We need it. I mean, he's lovely. Honestly, he, the energy is good. He ran off to do that one episode of Legends of Tomorrow where he Aww. ran an interdimensional bowling ring. You told me that. That sounds cute. Uh, and then now he's back. In an inter- That's what he did as a ghost. Interdimensional diner. We don't know. Maybe. Rivervale. <laughs> Just saying. Rivervale. Jughead announces to his student staff that they are now the free paper of Riverdale called the Riverdale of Choice. Because we burned down the other alternative. <laughs> you don't got no choice. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. Oh, Jughead always kind of like reads these. I feel like Jughead reads books and then takes kind of the plot, like kind of the lesson, the moral lesson, and then just really fucks it up somehow. I don't hate this. This feels more natural than... His 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 right book writing stuff from this. Yeah. I mean, if Betty wasn't gonna come back and run the town newspaper, but I guess the question is, why is it the student newspaper? Why isn't it just the newspaper? The newspaper. You know, and what I, I, and, I, and it is now, but the staff is all children, so he's not even paying anyone to do it. So I like just rewatched the first episode of Riverdale, and Betty in that episode like did an internship in LA right she with with the book with the books with the books yeah 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 and I mean Jughead was writing a book at that time Jughead's always been writing a book he's always been writing a book but it's just kind of weird that like Betty never like I feel like they made her a cop instead of a journalist but this is my thing about teen shows is that there's only the one profession really they all have to be creative (laughs) professions so everyone's a writer right everyone's a writer a fashion designer there's there's never been a fashion designer in Riverdale I think Veronica might have been intended to go down that path and she was like no girl boss and they were like okay we're gonna take it too far though that's actually so funny because that's exactly what happened I was reading an article an interview with Camila Mendez Uh and they were like we want you to have some input in the character um we think that she's going to be passionate about fashion because she's so fashionable and she's like actually what if she was into business instead. And I do think that's an admirable thing because right. I do think the, we've seen it a lot. The issue is fashion. they clearly don't have a staff that knows much about business. I don't know anything about show. business. So this is very Although, confusing Although, you know, for, me. for all we know, all of her fashion plotlings also would have been stuff nobody was asking for, nobody wanted, yeah. and all failed spectacularly. Well, it's like One Tree Hill had Brooke Davis become a fashion designer and it worked and the clothes were actually cute and you could buy them in real life. Right. But I always felt like it did kind of feel out of place. I mean, that was when she was in high school. She was doing a lot of fashion stuff. When it skipped ahead, it was a little bit more, like, whatever. But um, I just think it's always hard to give kids a job when they're in high school. Roberto was like, I'll show you. I'll write a whole show about the fashion stuff. It'll be called Katie Keen, <laughs> and it'll go it. for eight seasons. Uh, I'm so sad that that never happened. That that never went anywhere after, like, eight episodes. It's a bummer. If yeah. anyone should have been getting into fighting crime it should have been veronica yeah based on just that way they they come in they're the like the person they're introducing as their arrival it would have been cool if veronica kind of went into legal stuff like if she became something closer to a lawyer trying to fight against her dad getting out of prison she's the kim kardashian of riverdale right or if that she was always more of investigative trying to find the smoking gun on her dad which by the way also just arrives in their laps super easily this episode yeah why why fight it nobody wants this to continue 
And, it, and it's also weird that, like, her friend who is a cop, FBI agent, she never once goes to, was like, hey, can you investigate my father for me? They kind of did this episode, but a little late mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, anyway. So next we have Cheryl, Serpents, Misk. Let's just do it in order. Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl. I, okay. I agree with this line. Cheryl is the victim here. <laughs> We're, we uh, begin the countdown towards Urant. Uh, Cheryl does her makeup while the teenager her friends gave to her <laughs> slaves away mining. I was like, John is going to have a field day with Britta in the mines. Child labor laws do not exist in Riverdale. And Britta's like, Britta's like, I love it. I'm so happy to be here. I'm just going to keep mining for you and keep me in shape for football. I believe her. 100% believe her. Cheryl says, Palladium is the bridge between the physical and spiritual world the fifth element that will grant her power. As we've always known. And Britta says, cool, I love it. And I yell, is this character assassination? I, of Britta? Yes, of Britta. Wow, sad. Britta was a person. Yeah, Britta's Britta was a person who enjoyed football. And now Britta she is a prop for Cheryl. Well, Just like Tony became a prop for Cheryl. Question though. I hate this. What if I wasn't as angry last episode, but this episode I'm like, if this is what it's gonna be, I hate it so much. Question though, what if Britta's just breathing in that carbon monoxide and that this is where her love of mining has come in? Dram- dramatize it. Love Show it. me. Do yeah. it. Make that real. Yeah. Please. Let's do it. Let's it's do it. it's it's community gas leak is like yeah. the way I'm buying any of this. <laughs> Wait, maybe though. That's a But good- it's not. They're they're not. They're not doing that, clearly. Community gas leak. The final episode of Riverdale. There was this gas leak. The, oh, yeah, whole, the whole town. Time. We gotta shut this town down. We gotta get. We gotta get you all out of here. Yeah. It's drugs in the water supply. No. No. It's gas it's everywhere. Just, just gas. Like oxygen. That's why everything keeps catching fire. It's not the ghoulies. It's just this. The ghoulies actually aren't real. You're all imagining <laughs> this. Never been a ghoulie. That race you did back in season two? Oh, man. Cheryl mines away herself, so she does some of the work herself. And she finds a skull. Then Britta comes through with a whole whole skeleton body. And I think, okay, great. So that's it, right? She can't live there anymore. (laughs) That's it. That's done. She goes to the cops. She says, hey, please don't let me live here. There's skeletons. She's making me mine skeletons. Why would anyone, why would anyone in the writer's room who was there when they made this character to be a cool young football player who's friends with Archie think oh the best place to put her is in cheryl's house no no no, in cheryl's mind shaft where is she getting uh mind human remains to be fair nobody knew about those human remains despite, That's not, despite, it's cheryl's life yeah don't why john are, you're very protective of this little girl it's very nice yeah i uh, you know i Berto was a character who they introduced and i was kind of like oh yeah we could have some like they're going to be teachers. We'll have some teen characters who we'll spend yeah. time with. We didn't. We did not do that. Is Cheryl still... We a, didn't do that at all. An employee of the school? Oh. Uh-huh. What was her job? Uh, cheerleading coach. Okay. With Tony. Right. Maybe cheerleading's off-season. Uh, 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 Cheryl's the worst person. Yeah. There is no <laughs> redeeming qualities for this human being. She's very attractive, though. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, we're not going to say no redeeming qualities. Okay, one redeeming quality. Oh, no, my God. I, I actually adore she's her. She's so lucky. She's so attractive. <laughs> she's so lucky. No, she. Uh, she's fun for me, though. I love the chaos. I think she also... The thing that I love about Cheryl, 
even though I would not want to be Cheryl's friend. It's like we're either in love or like I don't want to know her. The fact that she is so quick um, talking, like like I love like the speech that they write her, but that's more of a Madeline thing than a Cheryl. I hate to use this word. Oh no, John! What word are you going to use? Shrill. Shrill. When she comes into the town meeting later, that is the only word I I could use to describe her. You know, I actually don't know what shrill means, so I'm not sure if I should be offended. It's like a lot of like high, like excuse me, kind of kind yeah, of mentality. Yeah, that, that is accurate though. No, that that's fair then. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Google it to make sure I'm not like being the worst. I mean, I'm a man saying it, so like, right, yeah, right. hold me hold me to a to a lighter or something. Well, but, here's the thing: I don't really know if that's an offensive word, so you might be saying something horrible, and I might have to banish you. But I don't. I just know that the A.D. Bryant show, which is enjoyable and very good. I'm just so glad I have you here to keep me on check. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> like, Feminism? Feminism. Yeah. No, big fan of it, but not sure if I'm supposed to be mad. So Nana, of course, knows all about these people who she calls the forgotten. I just want to remind our viewers at this point that it was also the season when Ron, when Nana fucking lied to us all <laughs> about the last ancient curse story that she mentioned to everybody. So also, geez. we're still not following up on the strange light outside pops in the past. No, I'm not sure why, but we're not. So anyway, story time. Story um, time. <clears throat> Abigail Blossom, played by Madeline. Madeline lived in Thornhill in 1890 when it was a girls' school. The townspeople were suspicious of her because she wouldn't marry a man. My God, I just hate gays. I guess they, maybe they're very. <laughs> it's a very homophobic town. Yeah. Also, everyone knew about the Palladium in 1890. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Until there was just one businessman left, and he told Hiram. It's, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> Palladium The rogue businessmen were out even then. Uh, yeah, beating up unhoused people. <laughs> the townspeople attacked Thornhill as sure. a mob, took Abigail away, called her a witch, and burned her at the stake. And? Not a lot of stake burning happened, by the way. In the, in the, there in wasn't the actual, literally In the stake. actual Puritan times. Oh, really? Yeah, not a lot of real steak burning. Was it a lot least... of drownings? Uh, oh. A lot of hangings. I thought it was like, oh, we over exaggerated that horrible, horrible side of history. No, it's actually just as bad. Just other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like fires. That's a lot of work if it's cold and windy, rainy. Uh, I hate that. I think drowning is probably the, the thing that I hate the most. So Cheryl, who reacts to this story from 130 years ago as if it happened to her yesterday. Asks, who did this? And Nana, who, reminder, is a fucking liar. She's <laughs> uh, the worst Tells person. her that it's the ancestors of Archie, Betty, and Jughead. And we get Can- a funny moment where everyone's <laughs> dressed like old-timey and like KJ has these big uh, uh, sideburns <laughs> and Cole has this incredible mustache. They should all look into these looks for the present. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Abigail cursed them, damning them to tragedy. So she was a witch. She was a witch. They were right. She was a witch. I guess. She cursed them. She's. They were accurate. I mean, you still shouldn't kill witches, but yeah, and I then, guess. And then apparently they started mining for palladium, and then the collapse happened shortly after. Yeah. With the collapse, though, that did not kill the ancestors of Betty, Jughead, and... and oh, they, I guess they didn't do the mining. Right. There was... So innocent now, people died? Almost makes you wish they had said something a little bit more explicit, like... Andrew's construction ran the mines before right. they collapsed. Right, like something like yeah. something that ties it more to the present because it feels so disconnected 
that you're like, Cheryl, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, this has to happen today. Right. Well, Cheryl, Cheryl is is a little bit much. Right. However, and and and, and uh, Cheryl asks her grandmother uh, how she knows all this stuff, and and it's like, oh, it's all written in Abigail's journal. And that's when I had questions. Her death, her death, and the and the curse she <laughs> did you. as she died is written in her journal. Like, was she writing it as she was running right. out? She the was door? like, one sec, one sec, I gotta. What are you talking about, Nana? You liar. Right. That's the thing that like we cannot trust this woman. At all. No. No. Cheryl, you cannot raise a child in a house with this woman around. Like, can we finally acknowledge Tony, that? get her out of there. Nana Blossom is literally Cheryl's the a lost cause. Britta can be saved. <laughs> but, but Nana Blossom is the, is the villain of Riverdale. I wish they would just do that. I think that actress would actually love to play that. She's, she's like inching she's towards dying. it every day. <laughs> Dying to, to to play something more than crazy old woman. But she is well, I think that once once we get there, I'm gonna say I think that she knows exactly what she's doing. I don't think the show will actually go there. Really? They haven't in the past. I don't know. I think I, I got a little twinkle in the eye. I mean it would be I I would be really impressed if a Riverdale that knew it was heading towards an ending started you know, pulling the trigger on a lot of stuff yeah. that, they, that they haven't been willing to do just to keep a status quo. Because as we know, we all love Frankly, I don't, I don't believe Riverdale should have a status quo. But right, right. Well. Or, I guess, should have more of a status quo? I don't know. It, it should be more episodic. That's what I think. Yeah, well, more, yeah, more episodic. More episodic. Yeah, as, as opposed to tinge. more serialized. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't really know what to do with serialization for long chunks of time. So Cheryl, after the meeting that happens in Saving Riverdale, comes home. Yes, Cheryl. The real victims are the old money family of white women. <laughs> Sorry. And Nana shows Cheryl Abigail's original curse and asks her to speak it out loud. I think this is very intentional. You don't think this is intentional? This is intentional. Oh, that Nana's the one who suggests she does it? That, that Nana is trying to curse Riverdale. I think they want Cheryl to be the villain, not you Nana. Think? Yeah. You don't. I think that Nana's not the one who goes to the meeting and demands all these things. Cheryl is. I think people don't know Nana. No, I know. I just think that Nana's playing Cheryl. I think we'd be more likely to be doing that if Penelope were gone. Oh yeah, she is. Because here. Penelope is the evil behind Cheryl, mm. almost always, and then Nana is the evil behind Penelope. That like they don't want us to think about too much. So that this is the thing that I think that we really need to acknowledge on Riverdale: the fact that Nana Blossom created Penelope, created um, the other one, the guy who the guy who died, the, the dad, Cheryl's dad, who's bad. What's his name? Cliff. Cliff. Clifford Blossom. And Cletus. 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 Oh my God! That Cletus would have been one of the one of the Mothman guys. Yeah. Cletus Blossom. Yeah, a lot of questions, but. Um, <laughs> I think that she is the ultimate villain of Riverdale and that I think it I think that they are gonna acknowledge it in some way. And maybe that's Cheryl being like, I am right. not a blossom anymore. It you would are be, bad. It would be a pretty amazing thing for Cheryl to have the moment where she realizes, oh, oh, everyone else isn't the curse on Riverdale. It is literally my family. Exactly. Tear it all down. But it feels like she had that revelation in season one. And then was like, all right, mom, come home. Right, exactly. Put on this mask and join my speakeasy. Yeah. 
We'll see. So Cheryl decides her new bit next season will be running a school for girls. She's like, I'm done with art. I'm done with religion. All of that stuff, we're done with it. Now we're doing a girls' school. That's all we've ever done. That's all I've ever been about. I kind of like the idea of a girls' school. I think that's cool. I wish they did that at the beginning of season You know, You know what that just means, right? No. More Brittas. More Brittas. And then Brittas just going to be the top girl at the evil girls' school. Yeah. Who plays football against... Other girls. Archie's team. Oh, right. Oh, I It'll be like a team of football girls. And Cheryl will be like, feminism, we're going to beat you. And then I don't, I don't, I don't know. They'll like barely shoot a football game and they'll be like, something will happen. I'm going to be know. honest, Britta never plays All, football The only way I want that storyline to end is Britta goes back to Archie and helps his team beat Cheryl's team. They're never playing football again Please. on this show. That's my Please. theory. I am begging the show to get Britta out of this house. It feels wrong. It feels Todd is going to start a moveon.org it's like a, It just feels like a huge mistake. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I must protect I, Britta from Cheryl. This character was excited, was really exciting to me as a child for Archie to be a parent to after everything with his dad and, uh. and being a, a positive force for the town. Whereas... Cheryl's a character who shouldn't be given children ever, and the fact that Fangs and Tony were both like, this is a good idea, blows my fucking mind. I just feel like nobody really has any good... Who us. thought of this? Who yeah. pitched this? Yeah. Who approved this? Who approved, who approved this, and they owe her an apology. Britta. Cheryl curses Archie, Jughead, and Betty through Satan. Meanwhile, the next town over, Sabrina Spellman is like, season six. Uh, Cheryl will bathe in their blood. Oh. Uh, torment and destroy them. And then the windows open and a wind blows through. Oh, the wind. The wind. Ooh, the wind. The wind. Uh, so they got to get that fixed too. They got to call yes. the contractor. And that's the end of the Cheryl storyline. Did they stop construction on her house? She doesn't do that anymore. That's okay. not her bit anymore. It's not her bit. It's okay. not her bit anymore. Now she's got a school. She was going to do the Winchester house. And right, right. Not, she's not doing that anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Feel that. Another new status quo for the serpents. Oh, yes. Very important. So uh, every season, they have to reinvent the serpents in some way that they're like, this will be significant, and then it won't be. It won't be. Yeah, the serpents... (laughs) When the serpents were truckers, how did that play out? Betty never once was like, oh, I have this whole group group of truckers who know each other who could help me track down this person I'm looking for. I don't think Betty's really talked to Tony and like... Six years. Betty is like that <laughs> no, person like who it. had one too many bad group projects, and now if they're ever asked <laughs> to do a group project, they're like, I'm just going to do it all myself. That's kind of how I feel personally, so I get that, but right. like, you know. <laughs> you want to write TV. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just feel like I don't like, well, when I was in school, I was always like, let's not do a group project because everybody's I, schedule no, it's is always, different. It's always a nightmare. It's exactly. And somebody is always like, not as like, with it as everybody else and then you're dragging right. the dead to weight along. To be honest, along. you get one kid who's like really smart and one kid who's really dumb and then you're just frustrated that you're carrying that one kid. Exactly. But you also feel a little like you're being carried by that smart kid and that doesn't yes. feel great either. Exactly. I prefer that, I think, but... <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Although it also feels a little bit like, here's your script, don't mess this up when you do the presentation. Totally, totally. But I, I like somebody giving me a script also. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a nice thing. A plan is always good to have. Yes. I prefer to make it, but if not, fine. So, uh, a ghoulie, thought they were dead, gets out of his car by Pops with a gas can. 
Pops is still standing the next day, but uh, damaged to hell from a fire that happens in Saving Riverdale. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. They know a ghoulie did it. Veronica immediately fingers her father. He's, she's like, something bad happened <laughs> in town. Never say it that way again. <laughs> Veronica, Veronica's like, something bad happened in town. Uh, my father, Hiram Lodge. Uh, I know I've been saying that for five, no, plus seven, uh, 12 years. 12 but... years. It's been 12 years. <laughs> yeah, wow. We've been doing this podcast a while. You've been doing this podcast for 12 years. 12 years. years. It's crazy. <laughs> Tony says... She and Fangs will take care of the ghoulie who started the fire for confirmation. They'll make him confirm that Hiram asked him to do that. And they, they, they accomplish this by um, straight up torturing this person. Yeah. Uh, the bit of game apparently is like they watch Zero Dark Thirty and they're like, we think we got this. Yeah. And they play loud music while she knifes him, I guess. Stabs him? Is that the Punches him? Unclear. She's got a blade, but he's got bruises. So... Stab it with the back of a knife. That'll leave a really intense bruise. Uh, he tells them that Hiram did have him torch pops. And they're, they they ask him why he wasn't too scared to do it because of their bar underneath the diner. Right. What do you right. mean? We work down here and we're your enemies. So you you wouldn't have wanted to do that. And tells him, you know your whole gang is <laughs> off driving trucks right now, well, right? When he was like, and you have a baby. And, and, you, and, and you have an innocent. So yeah, uh, yeah. You, you ain't nothing. Like, okay. Which I- is... The, the least interesting version of a gang I've ever seen when they're like, yeah, you're weak because you have babies. I Whereas mean, most uh, of these groups are so about family. Yeah, family. Family. <laughs> I, Dominic uh, Toretto. Yeah, I mean, they have babies on that, in that. Oh, he loves his son. Yeah, yeah, they have kids. Yeah, that's why he has his son, like, hide in a hole whenever people come up to the house. I didn't watch any of these movies. Oh, but F9, I, F9, they're like, unexpected visitors. Son, hide in your hole. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's, that's exactly how I would be, I think, if I had If you had that, that life, yeah. yeah. I would be like, okay, it's fine. I just need to have, like, a separate hole. Like, for <laughs> right. my Everyone family. gets a hole. I mean, why not just get a panic room? Right, a panic room is, yeah. Yeah, Dom could build one. Yeah. But he has a hole. He has a hole. <laughs> he can't get out of the hole. He's stuck in the hole. We didn't think this room did oh, out no. of it's, I messed it up. It's a time hole, like La Brea. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. I still have not watched that pilot. Oh, it's two episodes now. I'm excited. <laughs> You gotta watch my favorite TikToker. Uh, Cosmo and a date came in while I was watching it last night, and they were like, uh, "That was the oh date. oh who's the uh, who's the like dangerous person in the group?" I'm like, "No one, no everyone's just Ooh. nice." Who, who's the dangerous? There are there there there's there are no threats except for animals. Right. Uh, uh, there's there's no drama or edges um, to any of it. Everything's just sanded down to be the most palatable version of itself. Have you seen the dinosaur? I think that we have the answer. There is a dinosaur, right? No. Oh, that's no, you're th- Remember Terra Nova. Yes, I do remember Terra Nova. Terra Nova put a T-Rex in the beginning. I think this is after dinosaurs are destroyed. So it's like not even dinosaurs in the past. It's just... How are they going to get out of here? Out of the hole? Yeah. Like how? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't think there's any reasonable conclusion. Someone from the future will, like, come down through the hole and they'll just get on a helicopter and fly up. Like, I just feel like you can't do that. Like, I feel like you're fucked. Like, if that was a real situation, let's say we're in a world where you could actually do this. Like, you could actually... 
be in a time hole. You're fucked. Like you're well, not no. getting out. Like Listen, you're here's, not. Here's the here's the thing about La Brea is yeah. that the actual time hole is like blocks of Hollywood. Right. Like the LACMA falls in. Yeah. And like a bunch of shit around that area. So like there's a whole neighborhood theoretically in the time hole with like food, medical supplies, cars are in that museum. Like there's a lot of useful shit. But this show just has that as a window dressing as people walk around a field with like broken stuff all around and go like, can anyone find a car that works? Well, I would imagine if, if a car falls through a time hole and it lands, yeah. that it would not be usable. But I, 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 what, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, I think they're not doing enough with the sheer scale yeah. of how much modern day stuff landed in ancient times well, with them. I guess if they survived, theoretically, a Right, a I guess the, town, the, the time hole, like, cushions your fall or something. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Because everyone is just like, oh, I'm unharmed. Right, exactly. I was like, yeah, why would a car survive? It would just be, like, dust. But no, it wouldn't because... They're, they're people. And they, right. They're the Curse and Avenue sign is like right there. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, uh, what, what would I be excited about being in there? In the time hole with yeah. you? Yeah. Is it like the whole grove is in there? No. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. But like, like Lottery like, Bakery is What's there? weird is like, you know, there's a museum in the background that's like fairly still structurally sound and they're like we have an injured person get them in this upside down bus over here <laughs> right. right right it's like the urgent care you center have, is you right have there. potentially interior sets you could use show and yeah. they're like now nah, we got a field in australia right and a bunch right. of people trying their best with these accents oh man anyway guys sorry riverdale <laughs> where were we they tortured a ghoulie <laughs> They, yeah, they tortured a ghoulie. He makes fun of them for having babies, so right. they torture him some more. And then later, Tony tells Fangs that she can't stop thinking about the perception of the serpents. Mm-hmm. She wants them to be a part of Riverdale's reconstruction. Sure. So her bold new plan is that they'll just bring people back to town, help rebuild, and raise Anthony to lead the serpents someday as their king. I... But in the meantime, Fangs I... is king. Why do they need a king at all? Why do they... What are the servants? <laughs> like, that's the thing I don't get. It's like, she's like, I don't want them to be it's, bad. It's like a loose collection of friends at this point. <laughs> right. Maybe like an internet forum. Right, it's like, is there a Facebook group? Is that what your servants are? Is Tallboy out there driving a truck? Remember, Tallboy was like a murderer. He was like <laughs> a bad man. That, he they used to, a teenager, They used to basically. mostly be bad guys. Then it was like a youth outreach group. Then right. they were like cops for a little bit. And then they were just gone for a while, or at like a gang war with the poisons who Tony and Cheryl started. And then again, they were gone. And now they are uh, truckers. And next season, they'll be back? Back to help the town. The, the show sure likes the concept of the serpents more than they like actually doing anything with the serpents. I think that the issue is that like all of their good guys became serpents. Or were serpents, so they couldn't really be that bad. It's a, it's, it, it's a. There's an opportunity with the serpents if some characters are with them and some characters aren't to create drama. Right. For something naturally with the ghoulies, for the serpents to maybe go a little bit too far for what makes Archie or Betty comfortable, 
that would potentially bring a rift between them and Tony temporarily until they could come back together. And that could be something fun to explore, but they never do that. Right. Because we're just friends with the serpents. We're friends with the serpents. Everybody is a serpent. We're friends with the serpents. The serpents don't do anything bad. Archie has So a we just have friends who wear leather jackets sometimes. <laughs> Archie, Archie is a serpent. They're all serpents. They're Remember all serpents. they all wore the jackets that day in school? And it's like, this means something, right? And I'm like, I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Remember when Cheryl got her red serpent jacket? The real serpents are the friends we made along the way. Quite literally. In this case. Maybe the real serpents were inside us all along. Exactly. Yeah. But like, yeah, I kind of like the understatedness of the Fangs and Tony relationship. I don't know why it's so important that the serpents have a king. I thought Tony yeah. just ran this, but all right. Sure. Sure. They're a cute couple, and I and I, I would like for both of them to... um. Just be stable for a while. Yeah, you know, like I know that kid. shit with Kevin happened. So like, maybe just leave these two alone. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe they're just fine from this point forward. In uh, in Battlestar Galactica, which was like a crazy space opera show, there yeah. was always the one couple that was like, they're fine. They Don't are worry happy about together. It. That is a strong relationship. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Okay, and then there's miscellaneous because two yeah. characters just get a uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Betty gets a call from the trash bag killer who turns out just likes to hang out shirtless covering blood with a trash bag on his head. So I guess... And he's like, I'm going to be in the next season. Stay away from me. And she's like, no. All right, cool. See you next season. He has duct tape on his head, right? He's like, like duct tape the trash can around his neck, right? I, I thought it was like a mask made of duct tape. No, but no. I it's, a, it's a trash bag. And he duct tape it. He'd be the duct tape Right. Player. I know. That's why I was confused. I was like, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it just feels like if that's your thing, like why... Like you're... You're really committing to the trash bag I motif. Maintain that the trash bag killer should have just been a guy with a name. Should have been a Brandon James. Yeah, so no, they like, don't know what that is. They, John. Don't, they don't know. Who, they don't know who Brandon James. <laughs> but they, but they could have just been like, like, just get like a cool actor in there to play this yeah. killer and just give him a face. There's somebody at One Tree Hill they could bring in. Right. Yeah. There's somebody there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who's like a like a guy from a previous teen show that they could just bring in? To, who's, the, who's the guy from the OC? The the one everyone likes? Adam Brody? Yeah, bring Adam Brody in as a serial killer. I don't think he's the right choice somehow. I think he'd be pretty good in the role. I think he's good in everything he plays, though. He's great. I don't know if he's necessarily my version of this character. No, yeah, no, not, not the way they've written him, but the way they've written him is... Not that not that deep. You right, know, not right, a lot, right. Not a lot underneath the surface of the trash. You pull off that trash bag, you know what's underneath that? Nothing. It's just a blank slate and two eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's another trash bag, actually. It's a smaller trash bag. It's a kitchen-sized trash bag. Uh, <laughs> it's a small white one. Yeah. Um, this one's scented. I don't like smelling the I, blood. I don't like scented trash bags. We talked about this. Because yeah. if we got... Yeah. Right. the scented trash bag killer is the copycat who follows him up yeah but it's like really obvious because you can always like smell it's just they're too strong but wouldn't that be that be almost scarier if it's like do you smell oranges oranges and something else trash death (laughs) trash trash death uh, then next, uh, Sheriff Keller is like, hey, Kevin, I was thinking about a storyline for you next season. Yeah. Would you like to wear the same uniform as me? I think it would be really cute. We could both be deputies and stuff. And Kevin's like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I actually have to get a whip as far away from the gay woods as possible. So I'm going back to New York to give Broadway another shot. Vetoed really fast. His yeah. dad's yeah. idea. Ooh, I'm moving. Yes. Bye. Sorry, daddy. Bye. 
Yeah. That's that's what 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 did we do with Kevin this season? What the what was this? Why did we I know. Yeah. No. Just think every scene with Fangs and Tony, Kevin could just also be there. It would be a little awkward, I think. It would be very awkward at this point. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But like we also could have just done like that whole weird like could have been a thruple. three parents to a kid kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that better. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they know what to do with Kevin. Yeah, that's so weird that they still don't know what to do with Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. We we just keep talking. We about keep Kevin. talking about Kevin. Ugh. Anyway, saving Riverdale. Saving Riverdale. The mission we've all been here for the whole season. Right. Betty finds Archie at the bar where he says, Eric just left. Eric's gone now. Eric's not in the show anymore. <laughs> he was just a nice guy we knew for a season. I guess. <clears throat> he tells her that Varchi is finished. Multiple people are like, Betty, I don't know if you heard this, but like... <laughs> Archie and Veronica broke up. And she's like, no, I I know. I don't. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's going to stay. Archie's going to stay and reopen Andrew's construction. Something I did not know was closed down. (laughs) Yeah, same. I thought that was pretty thriving. I thought he was doing that anyway. Uh, Betty is staying and reopening the FBI field office. Sure. So they go to a surprise party at the field office for Betty. And everyone's there. It's that's, cute. That's nice. It's nice when they're all on a scene together. I do have questions about how the fuck she was allowed back in the FBI. Um, sure, after everything she... Well, she, 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 you know, she caught him. I guess. She yeah. got him. The means to and the, You know how the FBI is always like, oh, well, then you're good. Right, exactly. I guess we don't have to think about that. Not to, not to go back into Fast and Furious, but oh, in the yeah. first movie, Paul Walker is an undercover cop. Right, I knew that. In the second movie, he is no longer a cop. He is a guy who the cops have to force to go back undercover. Uh-huh. In the in the fourth movie, he is an FBI agent, and his boss is like, I went to bat for you getting your badge back. What? Okay. I feel like there are enough people who want to be have, like, government jobs. That, right. Like, they don't need to keep doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty and Veronica talk as if they regularly spend time with each other and check up on each other. And this is the part that disturbs me greatly because I'm like, Betty, you're a sociopath. Veronica's like, I'm done with Archie. Uh, you know, we broke up. And Betty's like, I'm so sorry, V. And then she fucking <laughs> dates Archie like five minutes later. I mean, it's a, it's a whole episode later. It's not a whole episode Whatever. later. Whatever. Who cares? No, I'd be pissed. <laughs> Betty's like, no, I know you broke up with Archie. I heard you singing that song alone in his house yeah. next door. You know I live right next to <laughs> right. him. The houses are very close together. Frank accidentally flirts with Alice. Do we want this? Mm-hmm. We like this. I like it for some reason. Why? I don't know. No, but I they're like, like it. they're like the only people left yeah. in that age bracket. Yeah, they deserve happiness. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sheriff Keller is like, anyone want to oh, talk to me? Or? No, no, he's married. He has, he has. Right, yeah, right. There's still the mysterious Mrs. Keller. No, the show no. keeps not bringing back in Josie's mom. They're still together. Oh shoot! Yeah, no, she doesn't live in town anymore. That's, Josie has a whole line up. about how she does not live in town anymore. Do they that one break episode. up? It's been off screen so long. I think they just kind of wrote it out. Interesting. Huh. Wow, I'm sorry. Yeah, they should and, and by the way, I don't know. Keller keeps getting smaller. Uh, what, Sheriff Kevin? Keller? Like, I feel like he's shrinking <laughs> a little t- bit. Don't tell him that. It's just age. It's not like it's he's not working age. out enough. It's fine. His whole body is just thinning out, it looks like. I mean, I think that it's clearly from... Being sad. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's just so sad all the time. Yeah, he's yeah. I 
I guess if I were if I were if I were on this show, I'd just be pushing Archie towards Sheriff Keller every day. Yeah, they a should new daddy. be his new dad. No offense to Frank, you're a convicted felon. Uh, yeah. Well, look, look, Frank seems fine. I just he's don't fine. know why he's here. Archie doesn't know this guy. Right, that's the thing. It's like, it, yeah, they didn't really have a lot of time. Spent. I guess he knows him now because he's like showering must in his have house. asked him some questions we don't know. Right, right. So um, the fire department gets called to Pops. But before they can leave, they discover their tires have been slashed. That's kind the of The tires cool. of their fire truck inside the fire department slash gym slash youth right. center slash dog adoption site. Right. <laughs> All the you guys have been game. there ever since the party. You didn't notice that your tires were? Anyway. Uh, Pops burns. It's a mix of practical and CG. It looks cool. okay. Yeah. It's like half of Pops really looks like it's Yeah. Yeah. Kevin later makes a comment. It's like, I've never seen tires change so fast. I definitely didn't see tires change so fast because they did not show us that. <laughs> they actually changed them at like four times the speed. Yeah. Wow, they're so fast. <laughs> oh, they fast forwarded. Yeah, I'm funny. Archie, Betty, and Sheriff Keller then kick in the door to Hiram's hotel room and arrest him, which is pretty cool to see, pretty satisfying. And you're like, we could have done this a while Literally ago, Literally right? any other day. I do find it interesting how many of these kids he's personally messed with then grew up to become authority figures. Yeah. A soldier and an FBI agent. It's just a little weird that he's messing with children at all, actually. But, I uh, yeah, the, this season represented an opportunity for Hiram to come out and say something like, I was holding back all those years because you were children, and I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Did not happen. No, that'd be interesting. Keller, Archie, and Betty all agree, though, they need to actually nail Hiram to a crime. And it can't be building a gaudy theme park, even though, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Gaudy? Wow. Yikes. <laughs> So, uh, Veronica finds out that Hiram incorporated Hiramland so that he could have its borders drawn to absorb Riverdale. Sure. And then it's all the theme park. <laughs> Tony tells Archie that, you know, after torturing that guy, uh, they found out Hiram's behind all the fires this season. You know the fires. I There's mean, been, like... Obviously. That one fire that killed a homeless man. Yeah, that was horrible. And then... That's they horrible. mentioned other fires. There were fires. Was the school then on fire? No, I don't think so. No. You know, you know, Hiram just wants those mines. He's just got to get that palladium. Just let him have the palladium, <laughs> then he will leave you alone. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> he doesn't even want to. But he doesn't even want to have contracts with the palladium. He just wants the palladium for nothing. I would be like, yeah, take it. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, is this is this what you wanted this whole time? You've been ruining my life. To get to the mines that I had absolutely no control over. We can't give him those, though. Like, you know why? Why? If Hiram has the bridge between the physical and spiritual I guess, worlds, that's they'll true. give him power. <laughs> As we've all established deeply, and I forgot about if, clearly. If the, if the last twist of the show was Hiram gets enough palladium to gain real magical powers. He gets like a warlock. <laughs> I mean, that could be... I, it's the only explanation I have. This one-time famous comic book villain, Dr. Doom, swapped from science to magic, and it became incredibly scary. Yeah, I mean, that sounds terrifying. Hiram, uh, Hiram with magic. Hiram with magic sounds like something I definitely want to see on screen <laughs> next. So, so let's see what happens. Hiram there. dressed like Doctor Strange, big old pop collar. I just hope he has the cadence of um, what's his face. What's the guy's name? Doctor Who. Which Doctor, Doctor Who? Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Like he sounds like Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch's weird American accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like kind of like I don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's not a bad, it's not a bad uh, interpretation of it. I don't think. 
Tony and Fangs want serpent justice, which, if I remember correctly, is murder? Yeah, I honestly don't murder. remember. Uh, and they <laughs> ask if Archie will be willing to do what needs to be done. He says, what needs to be done is collecting signatures to reincorporate Riverdale. <laughs> Apparently, this whole time, if we just got 51% of people yeah. to vote yes, we could have solved 90% of our problems. And there's like 100 people in town. Yeah. And like most of them are your friends. Right. They're all in that one alley. They, they're homeless. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, I don't. Okay. Okay. Sure. Well, if they don't get those signatures, they're going to murder Hiram. So, <laughs> like, a part have... of me is like, all right, they don't get the signatures. Just do you one. You won't have a timetable for this if you murder Hiram today. Then you can take your time getting those signatures. Couldn't they also kidnap him and, like, put him in a shed for a long time? <laughs> they have a shed that looks just like a spaceship. And right. he'll never know the difference. <laughs> right. right. Yikes. Yeah, I, it's weird they never thought of uh, uh, imprisoning him in the bunker. Yeah, or, like, anything of that nature. Like, you don't have to murder him if yeah, you don't want they, to. They should have taken him off the map on their own terms, good terms, because apparently he sent him to jail. He just walks right back out. <laughs> right, it's like, exactly. I own the prison. I own the prison. It's like, okay. Veronica has this incredibly tone-deaf line where she's like, I thought my dad would give up after blowing up the mines. Why would you think that? <laughs> Why would he ever give up? I, she's like, listen, you tried to kill Archie, and I was like... <laughs> shame on you <laughs> no she's like but now you burn down the place where i eat food so you got to get out of town she was like remember when i let you live after you murdered my boyfriend or tried to murder my boyfriend proved that you had not changed at all or that you would not stop trying like why would why <laughs> like i don't understand <laughs> you're like your steps uh the, the things you're willing to do the order of them is strange yeah she freed him after he tried to kill her boyfriend. <laughs> All right, you're good to go now. Yeah, yeah. My husband's dead. You're good to go. If he, uh, Hiram, went missing, would anyone miss him? No. <laughs> Nobody's missed him for years. I would not miss him. John, would you miss him? I can imagine the headlines now. Reality TV star husband goes missing. <laughs> right, right. Wait, Hiram Lodge, the rum maker? Hiram Lodge, who fans of Real Housewives of New York City may know. As yeah, a it would have been funny if last week uh, Pop's son said something like, Hiram Lodge, is that any way of thinking like a Hermione? Yeah, yeah, like related, I love Real Housewives. Related to the Ronnie girl? Wow. So uh, Reggie drops off a smoking gun for her and Archie. Reggie, did you just have this the the whole time? Yeah. You Again, we could have accomplished this a while ago. Yeah. Although, if anything had to take the whole season, I guess it would be defeating Hiram. Yeah. Even so, it's it's like, oh, you they do it, and it feels satisfying, but also feels like the, he'll be back. <laughs> I don't think that sending somebody 30 minutes away from your house, like, yeah. after they tried to murder, <laughs> he tried to murder you, is a really great plan. It's not a great plan. Archie and Veronica hold a gun to Hiram in prison and slip a bag over his head. And when they pull it off, the entire cast has him surrounded on the outskirts of town. It's cool looking. Apparently only Roberto can write episodes where the entire cast is in a scene together. Maybe. Admittedly, this is a, like a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm sure shooting this would have taken a while, but uh, feels good. To, uh, Cheryl put on her red archer outfit again. Sure. Whatever. Uh, uh, they are exiling him. They have video of the night he murdered that old mobster in a retirement home. <laughs> and they are turning it over to the FBI in an hour. So either way, Hiram's, Hiram, they have, the FBI will have proof that Hiram did a crime. 
Right. Although even the shot is like he walks away from a body with a pillow over its head. Why does it? Is it incriminating enough? Why did they, they just? Why did they just get the FBI to arrest him? Right. Why not just? What? It, it, why is this the move? You could just arrest him. You right. have the evidence. Right. Send him to a federal prison that he doesn't own. Right. He has a private prison that he owns, and I understand. Also, it should be a conflict of interest to imprison yourself in your own prison. So one hundred percent, like that, like a, I don't think a judge would allow that. Yeah, unless he owns all the people. Or, and I mean, I'm just gonna say it. You could just kill him because you have right. everyone right there, and no one seems to have qualms about this kind of thing. You know what I would do? I would have him go out of town or whatever, blah blah blah, and then I would have whoever the person who he wronged the most, like as everyone's like, okay, we exiled him, it's fine. Go and either find him or like crash into his car and kill him there. Yeah. Like have it be like just kidding, like fuck right. you. If Reggie had come back and been like they were too soft and yes, like killed him, exactly. that would have been an amazing Reggie moment. Yeah. And then you would have Reggie and Veronica move into Hiram's office at the end. They're like, oh no, they thought they killed the big bad, but now it's just Reggie and, Ver- and yeah. Veronica. If Reggie ended up being the big bad of the season, like that would be silly, but actually could be kind of cool. Right. But they're not, they've never been willing to have the kids who are now adults yeah go that dark yeah they won't let any of them be killers they won't let any of them be the seasoned villains until i guess maybe now with cheryl uh, probably not though it'll probably just turn out fine i i don't think cheryl's the villain i think that cheryl i think nana blossom is playing her and she's going to get wrapped up in it but i think that ultimately it's going to be the parents who are the villains right uh hiram walks away takes a look back everyone points a weapon at him he walks a little bit further away I guess, ditches into the woods, runs back to Archie's house, and puts a bomb in it. Right. What did that happen? Why does he hate Archie so much? He's like, is it, you're kicking me out? Is this because you're dating Archie? She's like, almost proud. Like, no, we broke up. Okay. So, ha, take that, Dad. I hate you. Yeah, and I hate you personally now. So, Archie wants to host a community meeting at the El Royale to decide what kind of town they are going to be. They're going to have a mayor. Archie would vote for Tony, but she doesn't have the bandwidth. So they'll, <laughs> I can't be the mayor, They'll Archie. figure something out. It's weird that I feel like Archie being mayor wouldn't be the worst thing in the no, world. No, they'd be great. But I can understand. I and But like they make comments with like, people don't like mayors because of what Hiram did. What did Hiram do as mayor? Yeah, I didn't think it was more about him trying I mean, to murder people on the skipped the seven years where he did anything bad. So. Was he mayor that whole time? Apparently. Okay. It's so weird. That they did that at all because he, we didn't see the election, we didn't see right. life under his control. We got nothing. I love he, Archie. He has, now. he has won this town so many times. Yeah, Archie. Archie. Archie's, Archie's pretty good. The main gang meet and try to discuss how to run the new Riverdale. Will they have a city council governed by committee? A mayor who answers to a carol? To a mayor who answers to a council? I don't know how that would work, but. Yeah, it seems really complicated. Yeah, it's like, actually, I'm a bower, but not really, because I have four people behind right. me. This is, huh, reminds me of Bowser Galactica also, where they had a yeah, yeah. They had a president who had answered to a quorum of people representing the different uh, uh, planets. But when you say a president had to answer to, what does that mean? It like, means, like, she went to meetings with these people, and they were kind of like the Senate, where, okay. like, she couldn't, she didn't have all the power. She had to... Yeah. She couldn't overrule them if right, they voted. Right. Okay. And they were uh, the worst. Oh. They were always just in the way, all the time. Great. Is that Gina Torres? As, no. No, no, no. That's, Is she um, in that show? Gina Torres was not in that show. She was what in show Firefly. Was Firefly. That's why I'm getting it confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now, President Laura Roslin is played by... I cannot remember her name. But she was so great in Scream 4 as the woman who gets stabbed through the door. Oh my god, yeah! The yeah. mom of Emma Roberts. <laughs> See, yeah, now you get it. of course. The main gang meet and try to discuss how to run the new... I already said that. Da, 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 da. Cheryl stomps in to their home meeting and makes everything about her. She says that these four can't be involved in choosing a new town government because their ancestors did a murder of 130 years ago. I hate to tell you this, but like all of us are pretty bad in the past. None of Veronica's ancestors did the crime. Right. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense because she wasn't in town. Cheryl demands a public and formal apology, to which I say, no. No, Cheryl, who, who cares? We have important things to do. <laughs> Well, like, people, sure. People are suffering now, and we can solve that right now. Yeah. And if we bring everyone to a meeting in my, in my boxing gym slash community center slash <laughs> fire department dog slash home. dog adoption yeah. center and say, we have to apologize for Cheryl for this crime 130 years ago, and then go, who wants to be a town again? I just feel like we're losing the message somewhere. Here's my thing. Because of how chaotic I know Cheryl would be, I would do that top of the meeting and be like, we just have some housekeeping. We're going to apologize for the crime. You can have a whole ceremony for it after uh -huh. we make a town again. Can or the town really apologize? Even not. I don't really want to apologize to her for this because like, oh. um, um, your ancestor did curse people. She was a witch. Uh, well, you can't just kill witches. Even if they curse people. She did not mean to curse anyone. She was being burned to the stake. That's true. It would I'm be really witch. funny if Sabrina comes in next season and goes like, oh, yeah, no, her family is like evil witches. Right, they're bad. <laughs> she actually was murdering people. Yeah. yeah. Nana Blossom left out a lot of key facts. <laughs> Nana Blossom is Abigail, and she's a murder witch. Could that happen? Yeah, could that, could that be a thing? Cheryl says she spent years atoning for the sins of her ancestors. Okay. When? When did you do that? <laughs> Name one time. Yeah. Name one sin you atoned for. Remember when she like berated Tony for wearing the color red? Was that it then? Was that? Did she atone for that sin? <laughs> yeah. Did she? Is that the sin of the ancestors? Was that? Was that, that what she? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Remember when she kept a dead body in her house for like three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And now she's horrified to discover skeletons underground. Right, underground <laughs> and then basically buried. In the what are you talking about? I will say it's pretty hardcore when she says the maple crabs are feeding off of the bodies. I was like, wait, are they? Like, is this the that's that's gross? That's scary. Yeah, yeah. That's actually something where you're like, if we reveal this to people, it'll freak them out and yeah. mess up this town. Oh, this town has never seemed so dependent on the syrup. It Maybe if there was some one. kind of syrup factory that employed most of the town. Right. I think they kind of make it seem like literally they have a bottle they pre-made just, right. and but they sell it like right and it's also And it's also like not a machine or a staff that comes in and gets it from the trees. Right. It just magically goes from the trees to, to, to your pancakes. Uh, <laughs> right. That's a good slogan. From the tree to your pancakes. <laughs> your pancakes. And no stops in between. No stops in between. Just a bucket straight from the woods. <laughs> the gay, the gay woods. She talks as if it were hundreds of bodies. She says the line "fathers and sons," but isn't it only Abigail and her students? No, no, no. So the people in the mines are from the mine collapse. Oh. So technically, are they forgotten? Right. Seems like people actually really remembered that. Feels like pe that's actually a common piece of town lore that people know about. Right. The mine collapse 
is where fathers and sons were killed. Seems like there's been multiple mind collapses, though, because this has to be different than the one from the Mothman origin story, right? I don't remember. God, I hate this. <laughs> we suddenly care a lot about the mines. She says the only way the town could be reborn is for them to come clean and beg for her forgiveness. Cheryl, this isn't about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, though. It is. <laughs> so. so Archie welcomes everyone to their town meeting. He announces they will be led by a council of four. Shell comes in and very shrilly. <laughs> not very feminist. Actually, even before this, Shell comes in and Britta's right behind her and Britta's serving face be like, you better listen. And I'm like, this isn't you. Who? <laughs> Britta. This isn't the same character. That's what pisses me off so much is yeah. that it's not the same person anymore. So just make it a different person. You didn't see her football that she was carrying under her arm as she was doing this. <laughs> What is she wearing? Why I you... liked it. I like her outfit. It's a cute outfit. It's not the character, though. Right, no. Yeah, she played football and, like, what had, like, a... It was in Betty's workshop yeah, She's class. just a doll from Cheryl. I hate this. Stop giving characters to Cheryl. You never give them anything to do. You give, uh... You give them, like, goth chic attire, and then they sell their souls. Sometimes it's a lot of pink when it's Kevin. Right, yeah. Cheryl thinks Archie... She shrilly thinks Archie is... <laughs> you don't have to use the word every time. ...setting himself and his three friends up to rule. Which is actually kind of... I, I agree with We that. all thought that was what was about to happen. Yeah. Uh, but actually, it's Tabitha, Tony, Alice, and Frank, who's still an escaped convict? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we can trust him. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta have one white guy on the, on the panel. Right, right, right. God forbid. God forbid. I guess it's a good idea... I don't know. Tabitha hasn't clearly been the best business person, but it, it works for me. It's fine. I like her. It's a. It's a. Just to be clear, this is a local diner owner, a bar owner slash gang leader. Yeah. Newswoman. Newswoman. An escaped convict <laughs> slash former uh, super mercenary. Yeah. 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 So what? A, what a podcast this would be, though. Like, <laughs> like that true crime podcast. Like I, yeah, uh, I do like uh, when Veronica has a better casino. At least Tony is like a little bit open to it. Sure. But even so, I just want to see like their meetings yeah. where these four are like going over stuff. They are in theory the anti Legion of Doom. Not that we ever did anything. Right. The Legion of Doom. Are we gonna do anything with this four? Probably not. No. Uh-uh. There might be meetings sometime. I mean, it's going to be a ground for Frank and Alice to hook up, I think. Right. We're the only people who came to the meeting. And Should they, we just have sex on the table? They say, uh, what about Cheryl? It's actually still not about you, actually. <laughs> well, she secedes her house from Riverdale. And then I yell, okay, Britta can stay, though. <laughs> Britta, stop. Why are you... Britta, why would you back. want to? Go, go back. What on earth would possess you to choose this? Anyway, Archie asks for a vote and everyone agrees. And Riverdale is back, baby. So they They're like, Archie's like, season six, season six, season six. And everyone raises their hands. So. Why couldn't they do this before? Like, I'm genuinely asking. Like, it, no, I, it sounds like they could have done this the whole time. Like, they could have just had the signature thing the whole time? Right. They could have just, like, very quickly said, okay, Hiram, dissolve the town, re- resolve the town. And everyone would have been like, yeah, okay. But then Hiram, I guess, would have still been a threat, so they had to get rid of Hiram? I... I don't know. What was he? Again, okay. we didn't do like a disinformation campaign or something. We don't know why people would have wanted the town to go before right. and change their minds now. Right. Questions. This season was supposed to be about 
saving, saving the town. Right. But I guess we should have known better when the first image they ever sent us for the season was someone running from a truck. That oh. it would really just be about trucks the entire season. Save the town from the trucks. <laughs> Those things felt so not connected, though. Yeah. The trucks are sentient. They're taking over the town. Yeah, we got living trucks. We've got living trucks. Everyone run. <laughs> so uh, Archie puts on the new Riverdale sign. It's a metaphor. <laughs> and then a cursed wind blows through. Archie asks Betty to try again with him, really dating this time. Why? He's what like, do you want to do Barchi now? And she's like, well, I haven't seen you for like 10 episodes. Right, so, where's this coming from? So clearly I'm in the mood for this too. Why? Okay. Like they literally Why? just go, they, they're literally just quietly next to each other in the kitchen. And Archie goes, we should date, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing that I thought was kind of insane also, and I know that Veronica and Betty haven't really become friends, haven't really established that they are good friends now. But like, it's one thing if I'm going to hook up with Archie seven years after he broke up with Veronica. And another thing to be like, he broke up with Veronica yesterday. Hey. Like, it's just... Free market. <laughs> and also, it's like, Betty and Veronica never had a conversation. Like, like I wish Veronica said something like, maybe Archie should be with you, Betty. Like, sure, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, something uh, like, like, you know, not very Bechdel test. But <laughs> if their conversation earlier had been like, oh, man, Archie's great, right? And Veronica was like, no. Uh, like, for, for these reasons, but, like, maybe they kind of give you, yeah, she gives right. her permission in some way. Right, if she was like, yeah, you know, I've been holding on to Archie because I've been really trying to hold on to my Right, if Veronica had, had some kind of, like, thing where she just maybe monologued about all of her problems with Archie, but she's yeah. talking about all the stuff that Betty likes about Archie. Right, exactly. Like how he's so kind and right. <laughs> doesn't care he's about just always about giving things for other people. Nay, never <laughs> staying home to eat chicken cordon bleu that I cooked for him on the first night we lived together. Yeah, like just like stuff like, like anything. Because it just feels kind of shitty like that. I don't know. I just feel like Betty and Veronica, like I love them as friends and I wish we got to see them as friends more. But I just don't know how you become friends with somebody who steals your boyfriend. Like, you know, like, I'm sorry to be, like, that basic about it, but... Yeah. Like, he, she's not stealing anything, I guess, Betty, but, like, the lack of common courtesy is mean. <laughs> you know? It is. A I conversation Betty, needs to be had but... before more than after. Right. Right. I think it's fine. I think she gets a free pass for the post-high school hookup. Although, it, it to be clear... It feels like Betty hasn't thought about this once until Not Archie asks her, and she's like, "Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, makes sense, yeah." And uh, and then they're like, All right, "You want to be involved in each other's storylines?" She's like, "One thing at a time, right? right? Let's <laughs> not get crazy here." Right, you want us to be in each other's stories? Well, they kiss and head up to bed, and then they hear a ticking, and then we get to Hiram, who just loves watching countdowns to explosions. <laughs> yes. Favorite nighttime activity. <laughs> Good night now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you can sleep. And that is the end of season five. Well, okay, wait, hold on. Archie looks under the bed. It's a bomb. There's a bomb. There's a bomb there. A bomb. That's he, the countdown. He's yes. watching. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. So they're gonna be fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. I'm not they they at jumped all. out the window, zip lined over to Betty's house, and they're fine. Oh, they definitely jumped out the window. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's exactly These what are two it is. action hero characters. Yeah. That's what I want to see of Betty and Archie together, by the way, is that they're both action heroes. Because I, I was honestly like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this one? Because if the bomb goes off, I feel like that's. Like, right. Yeah. They jump out the window. Yeah, I, I, I think they dive across into Betty's room yeah. across the way. Woo. 
Wow, that was crazy. Set up like a little bridge or something. Thank God you have to leave the window open. Right. Very Squid Game vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you did you finish that? I just wa- we watched the Glass Bridge episode last night. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that episode is nuts. I literally was so anxious. Like the yeah, whole time. It's obviously. The, it's, the, it's the best episode. Of the it's show. so good. It's really stressful that yeah. whole one. Yeah. When that last guy is like, I worked in the glass factory. I'm like, why weren't you in front? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I guess he didn't. Yeah. It would have been helpful, but. Anyway, Squid Game. Great mm-hmm. show. Anyway, Riverdale. Squid Game rules and has consistent characters who go through crazy shenanigans, unlike Riverdale, wow. which is now over. Hey, hey, who's your citizen <laughs> of the week? My citizen of the week is probably Archie, because he seemed like he got a lot of stuff done. Yeah, I agree. Archie was very good and competent this week. Yeah. I, I am so sorry, by the way, for every single thing that I have said about Archie over the last six years. You know what? Good arc for Archie. Yeah, I think Archie. Fascist Archie was a bit of a low point. That but, was horrible. Uh, that was uh, absolutely yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah. This is great. He's great. Proactive Archie is the best form of Archie. Yeah, I love him. I want to protect him at all costs. I don't necessarily want him with Betty or Veronica. I'm not a shipper. Let me just establish something. Also, really quick. Just you, can... you've been a shipper in the past. <laughs> you've been a shipper in the past. I let me just establish something really quickly. Yeah, Bughead is my ship. I still love Bughead. Still, I, yeah, I just even though you can see it on Lily's face every time she's every in a scene with Cole. Please, no, like don't make me do it. <laughs> I think I I love them, but I'm also I just want to put it out there, guys. I don't think any hardcore shippers really listen to our podcast because I think if they did, they most be if anyone's upset. on our podcast at this point, we get a lot of people comes like, thank you for criticizing the show that you also watch. <laughs> I think that, but just in general, I think a lot of hate has been circulating on Twitter. Um, P- uh, the shippers attacking each other. Like, <laughs> you imagine being a writer just watching. Oh no! Actually, I apologize to all the Riverdale writers on Twitter. I hear it's pretty messy out there. I cannot imagine. I just want also you guys to know, like they're really nice people, and like please just leave them alone. They're doing their job. Like this is their dream job for pretty much every single person on that show, and the fact that people like tag them in tweets and stuff and. You know, it's one thing if you're going to criticize the show as a whole, but even if you criticize a show, never tag the individual writer. It's That's one so thing. Up. It is one thing to record an hour and a half long podcast <laughs> every week where you don't tag them specifically. You just put it up there for anyone to listen to, and another thing to to go for their throats. <laughs> right. Well, I also don't. I always feel like we like it's one thing to be like, I didn't like this plot line. Here's why. Because when we're talking about the show, we're talking about it within like, like this bigger context. Here's why it, our stuff is usually like. Here's why this didn't feel right. Here's right. here's uh, like, was that dramatic? Was are we missing opportunities or kind of our stuff? Yeah. But from what I understand, the Twitter discourse is, I hope you die for this thing that happened <laughs> yeah. in the story. Yeah, and I, look, I think it's fair to be like. You know, this didn't sit well with me. I didn't like, you know, this portrayal of, like, this, um, you know, especially when it comes to, like, LGBTQ individuals and, like, things like that. And I understand that sometimes you can have, like, a smart, nuanced conversation um, that is, like, critical and things like that. But just the the vitriol, like, I've seen so many Riverdale fans online be like, I I hate the writers for, for ruining my people, show. So, what I find interesting about fandom is that I think when we were younger, people didn't really um, 
know about the writers as much about shows. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you get people who are, like, going up to actors and being like, why did you do this? Yes. And they're like, yes. I play a character on a TV they show. What are you talking script. about? But <laughs> within our lifetimes, and, you know, I think Buffy is probably an element of this, where, uh-huh. like, suddenly the showrunner becomes a figure that you know. Yeah. This show was created by that person. Yeah. They're the person, and people pay attention to writers now more than ever before. And they know to call that out and maybe not always in the healthiest way. I mean, I will also just say, not that this is always the case, but like Roberto is going through something absolutely yeah. fucking horrible right now. Guys, you know about what Roberto's dealing with right now, right? Yeah, please don't bother him. His, uh, Roberto's father is a political prisoner in another country at the moment. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. Um, I'm so unbelievably impressed with how... Maybe that's why he did. He was he's only half writer on this. You know, yeah. his his attention is elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Like it's really it's really upsetting, and the fact that I then still see people like tagging him and and like saying things, I'm like, let him live. Like let him like let him live. Like let please like he's going through something absolutely horrible right now, and not to be like, you know, you shouldn't have opinions about the show, but let's just all be like kind. Please. I will say, if you don't have any point of reference for what it's like to work on a TV show, you probably could never guess. I met a girl who had some pretty strong opinions about the series finale of Supernatural. Okay. Does that surprise you? No. (laughs) Supernatural's (laughs) fandom is known for being really chill about that kind of stuff. Uh, But she specifically calls out a moment at the end of the episode. Spoilers. Oh my Stella. Stella is now outside. Stella shows up in the finale of Supernatural. <laughs> no, they have this final shot where a drone pulls up from Simon Dean, mm-hmm. and then you see the the whole crew around them who shot the finale. Oh wow! And they all wave to the drone camera. And this girl, this girl told me that that was something that really bothered her. Like, how dare they make this about them? Oh. And I responded, you you understand the. It is about that. They worked this job <laughs> for it. 15 years. Yeah, they did the whole thing. Unheard of in this industry. People had, kids grew up, had kids, yeah. marriages, relationships were probably born on that set. And they wanted and a little moment to celebrate that at the end is totally called for. Yeah. Um, and there's a thing in Phantoms where you choose to, Stella, come on, man. <laughs> Hang on one second. You gonna really do this stuff? You gonna do it today? Come here. You don't get to hang out with John. No, you don't. Stella, come here. Come here. Oh, you got it. Stella. Yeah. You got it. There we go. You're my little chicken. Okay, come here. Okay. You're more calm now. I think there's a tendency in fandoms to think that you in the fandom are the people they're making it for. Right. And they're actually making it for a living. Yeah. That makes sense. People people gotta eat. Yeah. But also just guys, yeah, like this show is for you, but it is also somebody's job and livelihood and don't be mean on Twitter. Right. Imagine if you worked at give me give me a like a normal person job. A glass making factory. Imagine if you worked at a glass making factory. You have to make exactly as many tempered glass sheets as regular <laughs> glass sheets to go into this bridge for a guy. For a shady organization. And like you mess up and you make one less tempered glass oh, and no. one more regular glass. And suddenly everyone in the squid game is dying. 
you're just trying to do your job, man. Right. <laughs> Stop calling people after that. Right, exactly. And I feel like that's a perfect metaphor. <laughs> that's, right, it's exactly the same. Yeah. But anyway. Who aged like fine wine? <laughs> um, who's aged like yeah, fine Who had like a really, really attractive moment in this episode? Hmm. You know what? I'll give it to Hiram because I felt like it was his last outing. His last one. good, yeah. He did look good this episode. He looked good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Fangs and Tony are a cute couple. Yeah, Fangs and Tony are cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony will be, I don't know, really, really good looking. Yeah, he'll be a young Adonis uh, of of mixed race. I cannot wait until he... um, Unless he comes out really white and you're like, oh, Kevin's the dad. (laughs) They have to know, right? Is it like is it like uh, Rachel Berry? In, oh, they they they're like I have no idea. In uh, in uh, in in that takes us into the rumor mill. Yeah. So we know that Sabrina Spellman will be in season six, right? Of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Chilling Adventures of. I expected her to be in this episode. Oh, interesting. I thought like she would be the final reveal. Mm. You know, something like Cheryl's curse. And then she kicks down the door and she's like, whoa, you're messing with some tough magic, you Scarlet Witch. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, she's not. She, instead, they just released a picture of Kiernan in uh, her chair. So what do you think? Um, I have two theories. Okay, one, that River... Well, let's talk about Rivervale, which is like what the promos are... Right, they've been like, oh, you're going to go into some strange reality for these first, first five seasons of... Five episodes of season next six. Next season called Rivervale. Thoughts. Okay, so two theories. The first theory is that Rivervale is what Cheryl is naming her the area around her school. And that it's going to be about witches and stuff, but it's going to be taking kind of place more from Cheryl's perspective. That's the first theory. The second theory is Betty and Archie are in a coma of some kind having a dream. Or maybe it's just Archie or maybe it's just Betty, but probably Archie, I'm imagining. Um, and that this is like in his head... You know, maybe even the curse is in his head or maybe some version of it. And then maybe yeah. it's, or maybe it's sort of real. Like maybe Sabrina comes in and it is real. But right, because also... she could be in a dream. Yeah. Honestly, I would, I would just have her be a regular next season. Oh, like hanging out? Yeah, I just have her be in the show. <laughs> that would be weird, I think. I, so like there was a short arc in the comics where Archie dated Sabrina. Yes. Uh-huh. And that for some reason feels exciting to me. Assuming that this Sabrina in this show is also seven years older. Yeah, I guess she would be. She has to be, right? So uh, what I just looked up was what a dale is. Okay. A dale, a river dale, is a... A dale is a valley, especially a broad one. Okay. So uh, as opposed to a vale, which is a a, a valley. (laughs) Okay. So it's the same. Uh, Functionally... Grammatically speaking, Riverdale and Rivervale is essentially the same. The same thing. Yeah. It means the same thing. I hope. It... I agree with the dream thing. Yeah. They could pull an Archer and have it be like uh, Archie's in a coma, Betty's in a coma, some kind of thing. That's what I think is going to happen, and because of how it's also like this is a five episode event, I just don't know how that's going to play out with like what is the magic mean? real? I know. I never know. 
it's, it's like, is the magic real or imagined? I really don't like the fact that they're bridging a supernatural thing. It's been too long. Very, very yeah. season six, though. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, when you made that comment about, like, any show bringing in magic in season five, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at now. I don't think it's a good call, personally. Seth but... Meyers' brother is now in the show. So great. <laughs> he, like, he was the magic that that 70s show needed. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really like it but I'm happy to be surprised. Like, I don't love the idea of it, but I'm very open to, like... The explanation of what it will be has been very sparse. We know, and it's not Riverdale, but we know The Flash is doing something very similar for its new season, something they've described as Armageddon, and have told us a bunch of guest stars who are going to be in it. Riverdale has not done that. Riverdale has been extremely vague, except for the Karen enough at all. Yeah. Kiernan, that's how you say it? Kiernan. Kiernan, Kiernan, Sabrina. Uh, Sabs, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what, I, what I'm what i expecting out of any of these uh, new status quos. Let's go through. The new town, we have a town again. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, is Riverdale just going to be saved next season or is there more work to be done? I'm going to be honest, Sean, I don't know what incorporation really means. Uh, it means they are a town. <laughs> right. But they were a town. I yes. But I don't know. Right. That's why. Because even in Veronica Mars, they have that It's a pretty, pretty intelligent. Right. right. But that was about becoming a city. Right. They were a town in Veronica Mars. They were going to become a city. And I remember because Steve Gutenberg yes. was like, then I get to name the chief of police instead of people voting on a sheriff. Okay. And he and wanted I- to make Keith Mars chief. But what Veronica was... Mars was much smarter about this stuff. Yeah. Riverdale is just using verbs. Right. I think that's the thing because it's like I still don't really know what it means and I feel like I'm not getting accurate yeah. <laughs> info. Uh, Veronica's casino would be rad if it was something that, you know, Sheriff Keller and Archie and Betty had to put a stop to only because this new town needs to have rules that people follow yeah. to prevent it from happening again. Uh, uh, because she, you know, she made the casino anyway. I would love for it to be a point of issue between her and the others. I think it would be also interesting if this Riverdale. I don't want to see like fascist, like dictatorship Riverdale. No, but like, but like, let's clean up the streets. Yeah, and what maybe, does that like? maybe Veronica, we could use you for other things like funding the. T- <laughs> yeah, I think if she was a lawyer, that would be if, a great. If Veronica paid thing. for a after school education program imagine imagine if she thought like that though like imagine if she was like how can i help instead of how can i just right make she's money? she's like what are you talking about the, the money trickles down i employed all of these students exactly. oh it's a club i don't pay them oh uh, uh, right, right 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 yeah i think veronica is selfish and money obsessed wow jesus you just have to be over here don't you stella i tried really hard there you go right back to mom <laughs> there we go. Uh, I think the free press is absolutely them wanting to do something in relation to how we have seen the press treated, especially across this past year, about misinformation and disinformation. Yeah. I think that's what they're headed for. We will see how that turns out. You know, we keep seeing these background kids who play the students at Riverdale. It would be cool if any of them had arcs, like that boy with the floppy hair, <laughs> who's wearing a, who was wearing the the you know the varsity jacket when they didn't have sports. <laughs> yeah. Then there's the curse. 
is this curse gonna be anything? Is the curse real magic that Sabrina's gonna have to undo and that's gonna be the Rivervale event? And then after this, Cheryl will be like, cursed you, I never did that. Right. We're friends. I could see it also being maybe, if it's, if it's not a dream sequence, maybe Sabrina erases the memories of Riverdale or closes the magical loop. And then this is like, huh, I a just, curse. I just realized what they should have done with Cheryl. What? Should have done the strong purpose. What I... What, <laughs> should have done the strong Sorry, that's strong. I'm not trying to be the people on Twitter coming for the show. I just think if, if, if they... If the nugget of the Brita thing was like, Cheryl needs a child for whatever reason... Uh, she should have gotten the twins. Oh, yeah. If there was some kind of paternal thing where Alice couldn't have them for whatever reason, like, Cheryl should have had the... She, she, Cheryl being followed around by two creepy twins dressed in <laughs> outfits she picks out? Yeah. Totally fine. Because it's also just Checks her, out in my brain. Her and her she, brother. Right. They're, they represent her brother. She loves yeah. them so much. Keep them in her life all the time. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah not Britta. <laughs> yeah, no. Though Britta's also like a redhead, just kind of interesting. No, I get it. But like Archie's also a redhead and her father, so. (laughs) It is weird though that it's like there's so many redheads in this town. We got questions. Hold on. You were the one going around being like, Archie's secretly a blossom. (laughs) I mean, I was. Archie's secretly a blossom. Betty's secretly a blossom. It's all incest. (laughs) Oh oh, God. If if Archie was a blossom, that would be, that would be a little bit much, I think. And I think that we, I don't think that the show could really handle that if Archie and Betty were actually relatives. Yeah. Uh, Serpent-wise, I don't want anything out of the serpents. I don't really need a serpent yeah, in the show at all. I'm fine if there were it. no serpents in the show, I'd be okay with that, really. It feels like we were working really hard to come up with stuff for them to do. Yeah. And then they don't do it anyway. But anyway. Uh, Trash Bag Killer's probably coming next season. I'm fine with it. He's like, He tells Betty to stay away from him and he'll stay away from her. And she says she can't do that. Yeah. But she's not leaving Riverdale. So he has to come to her. Right. Unless he's been here all along. Unless he's always been here. Which, Eric? I Kevin? Mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Sheriff? If Kevin became the trash bag killer, and it was like all revenge for something that Betty did to him like in high school, ditching him maybe for Veronica? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and as for Kevin, I think I would have been into him as a deputy. Yeah, it would have been cool. I would have been on board for that. Uh, yeah. For the New York thing, I think he's not going to succeed. I think Aww. he's going to be back. I would be sad. Or he'll be like a successful Kevin who visits a lot. Right, right. You don't think it's going to be a permanent bye-bye? It just doesn't... I feel like we would have gotten an announcement, right? I Although, we, there, was there an announcement about Hiram? There was, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what they're doing with Kevin, but it also feels like they don't know what they're doing with Kevin all the time. Maybe he's like going to shoot a movie or something, so he won't be in the next five episodes. That'd be cool. That'd be cool if anyone had announced like, yeah, I don't Casey know. was doing a movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But that doesn't mean it's not happening now. Like, because sometimes things don't get announced. Like, you know when people are like, oh, so-and-so is going to direct the next movie, and then you see it like six months yeah. later? That's because It's weird, because this still feels like someone was someone wrote this entire season thinking Katie Keene would get another season. Yeah, I know. They're like, Kevin will be in season three of Katie Keene. <laughs> Obviously. Three, right. They're like, you know we didn't make season two, right? <laughs> Just let me have these and, and And Roberto's like, it exists up here, and yeah. he's pointing to his head. Honestly, Katie Keene's a great show. That's all. It was a show I needed at the time. Yeah. Well, at this time, what are you watching? Um, I'm really liking Squid Game. The problem is that... So this is how I watch a lot of TV shows, John. 
Ian and I will start a show. I'll watch like the first episode, sometimes the first two episodes. Then I'll fall asleep. Oh, and Ian will just keep watching? Ian will keep watching the yeah, show. Yeah, Ian's seen more of Squid Game. Ian has seen more of Squid Game, but we watch like the last two episodes. I think we're, we watch like episodes six and seven or seven and eight, and now we have like eight and nine or yeah, nine. Yeah, there's nine that. total. Yeah. So I think we have at least one more episode, but I'm really liking it. But I just want to say, all you guys who judged me for watching those hostile movies, like, mm, screw you. <laughs> like, millions of people have seen Squid Game, and we're just all chill with it. Well, it's just really well made. Yeah. You know what? Hostile's a good movie. I'm shocked that they just put Squid Game out in America, because it feels like something Netflix would go, make our own version. Yeah. We're going to make an American Squid Game. And they still might. They st- I could see it, ha- yeah. Frankly, uh, if I were the guy thinking of how to franchise Squid Game, because someone's thinking that now. Escape room. Because <laughs> well, they wrote the season as like, this is it. Yeah. Uh, but there, there may be a season two. But if I were the guy in charge, I'd be saying, well, let's just take the concept and have every country make their own interpretation of a Squid Game. That would be cool. Yeah. So like, you know, Squid Game Brazil, Squid Game America, Squid mm-hmm. Game Russia, uh, different showrunners producers, actors from that country with Franchise. the budget of a squid game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I haven't seen the last episode yet, bring, so... Bring in, bring in the same VIP guys if you want to have some continuity each season. I think it would be... I mean, have you ever seen... So we watched Escape Room together. I got, obviously... It's oh, we different. still haven't seen Escape Room 2. I know, we which we it. have to watch the director's cut of Escape Room 2, which is yeah. apparently a completely different movie. Ooh. Interesting. Should we watch both back to back? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> We should actually do that. That'd be fun. Um, let's we gotta call get Jacob, Jacob in. Yeah, yeah, we'll call Jacob. You guys um, want an episode? Cool. Yeah, great. Um, so it reminded me of that. It reminds me a lot of Hostel, especially Hostel Part 2. And I think that you could easily do this in America. I was thinking of games. Imagine games, uh, uh, games oh, we would of, play, yeah. like Foursquare with Deadly Stakes. Yeah, yeah. Or, or really, the one that I keep thinking of is Sharks and Minnows. What is Sharks and Minnows? It's a pool game. Okay. Uh, that you like, you play you in play a pool, in a pool. Uh, where the minnows try to swim to the other side to touch the wall. Oh, and yeah. And sharks are trying to stop them. It's kind of like a, <clears throat> like a, like a squid game. Like a squid game. No, they describe the rules of the squid game, and it's very similar to yeah. that. In the pool where I used to work growing up, on the swim team, we would sometimes on a Friday play sharks and minnows. Very cute. Eleven feet deep pool. Jesus Christ. I can't do that. The only way to get someone out is to tap them on the top of their head out of the water. Oh. So it's actually the most hardcore game we would ever play because if you're a shark, you are grabbing someone under the water, swimming them up to the surface while they're trying to stay underwater, using up all of their breath, and then tapping them on the top of their head. Okay, this sounds deadly as is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, do a squid game version of it. That sounds so... Like, I can't really swim that well. I don't think I would be... Right. Playing. Well, this was a swim team. Yeah, I guess so you're right. But even so, swim, so. Uh, as I got older, I quickly became the monster. Oh, <laughs> I could When you're a little kid, all of the older kids are like the scary sharks. And once you're the older kid, you're like, I am the danger. I don't think I would be playing this with older kids. I loved it so much. I like it. There's a version of it that we played in gym. Actually, I think it's called Sea Monster. But it's mm. not in a pool. But it's the same <laughs> Isn't Red Rover kind of similar to... I think so. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a fun game. I loved all those gym games. Yeah. But they also didn't have deadly stakes. Right. So that's the difference. That's that's the difference. Yeah. The Glass Bridge doesn't seem to be based on any kind of kid game. But I feel like I knew the honeycomb thing when that came up. 
kind of like like the, once once they revealed, I'd be like, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, I don't think that uh, the glass bridge thing. It, maybe the glass bridge is like the floor is lava, kind of. Now that oh wait, that is a show that's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, Squid Game, go mm-hmm. watch it. It's good. If, mm-hmm. Unless you can't handle gore, in which case, definitely don't. Right. If listen, if you. <laughs> At the end of Red Light, Green Light, you will know whether or not you yeah. want to keep watching the show. Yeah. <sighs> Ali. Oh, man. Oh. What are you watching? So, I was actually struggling to think of the answer to this. Yeah. I saw James Bond yesterday. Three hours. It's almost three hours. You don't feel it too much, uh, but I don't think that's, like, my thing this week. It was It was fine. It was, like, yeah. of the five Craig movies, right in the middle. Different five? Yes. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, No Time to Die. Oh, wow. That's more than I thought. Which one did you forgot Quantum of Solace existed? I forgot um, Skyfall, actually. Oh, really? Skyfall and Casino Royale are like the best ones. Yeah. I guess I'm picking the season finale of Evil. Oh, you love Evil. This is Sunday. Beth and I are going to watch it together later. Oh, so you haven't seen it yet? No, no. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Evil Rules. Yeah. Paramount Plus. Evil rules, but not like literally like the show is really great. Uh, yes, the show is great. Yeah. Evil might be winning in the show. Oh. That would be a bummer. Oh, that would suck, right? Yeah. yeah it'd be hilarious. Don't really want that. Right. I mean, yikes. Something's going on with Kristen's mom, Cheryl. Oh. She's getting stuff injected into her. She's like helping them murder people. And... <sighs> yeah, I gotta watch this show. You gotta check out. Is it not on anything other than Paramount Plus? Season now? one, I believe, is on Netflix. Okay. So you can watch season one on Netflix and be like, do I want more of this? Will I pay for a streaming service of more of this? And the answer will be yes, because it's the best show on TV. So, but I guess my question is more, it's not airing on CBS anymore. No, it doesn't air on TV anymore. Okay, that was a Which yeah. gives them a bit more freedom, right? to be honest. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I like binging things and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I guess you can, because that weekly... Yes, it, Paramount Plus has weekly release schedules, but season two is all out now, so you could binge it if you wanted. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Don't threaten me with a good time. Or an evil time? Or a bad time. Yeah, or an evil time. Anyway, John, um, well, I'll see you in a month. Where can they find you? Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at RileyTweets, R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets, um, or you can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Thank you guys so much for all of your nice comments. I was kidding when I said I didn't like them. I like them. They're my life. But... <laughs> there you go. I form parasocial relationships with all of you. With you. You think you have a parasocial yeah, relationship it's, with it's us. For the it's actually mutual, you listening right now. Yeah, exactly. Which I feel like doesn't work for a parasocial relationship. But yeah. Anyway, John? You can find me sometimes on my blog, Catcher in the Rye. I haven't written anything in a while. Uh, WRY. And occasionally you respond on the Riverdale Register podcast. It's happened. It's happened. A few times. Yeah, if you're the sometimes, lucky Sometimes few. you'll send me a text that's like, John, they're, they're asking for you. <laughs> they're, they're asking for you. Someone, someone, someone wants to talk about evil. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening this season. I know that it's been touch and go in terms of when we release episodes, obviously. <laughs> when the show releases episodes. Quality of said of, episodes. Uh, episodes. You guys have been great. We've been so blessed to have an audience. It's kind of amazing that people listen to us. And I just really want to take the time, even though we're coming back in a month, to acknowledge that we we'll be here, you. yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, we don't know if we're heading into a final season or a season. Yeah, there feels like there's like a sort of Damocles hanging over the show. Of like, yeah. when is this ending now? Right. But we have enjoyed this journey immensely, uh, and we're glad that 
for enough of you, we are the reason you keep watching Riverdale. <laughs> Even because if it's just one of you. <laughs> just to make it clear, y'all are the reason we keep watching Riverdale. That's not true. I'd watch this show forever. Not me. <laughs> yeah, I would watch this show forever. I, you guys know, but that's that's the difference between us, I think. So, <laughs> but that's what keeps it fun. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to do the flea market. We do. So, we have plans. We have plans. Real world plans. Anyway, guys. I kind of like that we end our podcast a lot. But going, okay, now we have plans to hang out together. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, we have to leave. Sorry, you guys can't come. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> but over and out, River Vixens.